Hello and welcome to the Super Show podcast. It's me, Chris, and uh, it's those other guys, uh, Jamie and Jonesy. How you doing, fellas? Yeah, good. Thanks, Chris. Great to be on the uh, little podcast again. Always fun with you boys. <laughs> a little old yeah. podcast. Jeez. It's only the thirty-fifth uh, week in a row, but just feels fresher and better than ever. So thanks for having me. I yeah, don't know why so, I'm talking like this, but yeah, please yeah, continue. Yeah. We'll get yeah. a bit high pitched up there. I see, Jamie. I see that. Uh, for those people who are listening on a podcast platform of your choice, yeah. you might want to check out YouTube because uh, I see Jamie's plant has disappeared. Oh, it oh. is. You're very observant, Chris. Wow, yeah. The uh, the plant plot fiasco of 2020, as I think it will go on to be remembered, <laughs> uh, has come to a, a bittersweet ending, you know? Uh, I really look... Just for, as you've grown to love the plant. Well, that, exactly that. I really grew to enjoy having them in my company and the daily struggle of whether or not I was going to be able to keep them alive. Sure enough, I think I did a passable job and they have now returned to their rightful owners and I didn't get in too much trouble. So fair enough. Win, 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 win. Fair play. Uh, So it's just a bit of an aside, uh, but we are not a uh, household plant podcast. (laughs) Although, you know, that's, that's uh, a, you know, with enough demand, we might get there. Uh, but, stretch goals yeah stretch goal uh, no we are a gaming podcast uh, we don't take ourselves too seriously and we like to talk a whole bunch of shit as is evident by the uh, pot plant situation um, if you are watching us on a podcast platform of your choice as I said before we are on YouTube but we're also on quite a few platforms fellas and this time this week I've actually got a list for you alright so oh, wow. I'm gonna I'm gonna rattle through them okay we've got Spotify we go. iTunes Google Podcasts Castbox Podcast Addict TuneIn Pocket Casts Overcast Podcast Republic Stitcher Player FM Beyond Pod Deezer iHeartRadio Radio.com Radio Republic and many more wow so, many more than even that that is crazy yeah because I think, you know I think some it, of these like put them onto other platforms without us knowing because I can tell you now, I did not register us for half of these, but we're on them. So there yeah. you go. You know, hearing all those names back to back made me feel like I was in a meeting with a, let's say, a non-specific commercial team. We were pitching ideas and names <laughs> to one another. It's like, what about Podcast Addict? And someone else in the room will go like, nah, because then people we were addicted to heroin and you know, the drugs and that. We can't, nah, it won't work. Yeah. What about um, Podcast Republic? Ah, but it is worth saying that if you are watching, like, let's say, on fucking Beyond Pod, all right, uh, you might want to, and this is not just relates to us, it relates to anyone that you kind of want to support. It's probably worth you listening on either Spotify or iTunes. Uh, the more views that platform that uh, podcasts get on those platforms, the better for those podcasts. I'm going to put that out there. But, you know, you listen to it wherever you want to listen to it. But I suggest that you head on over to YouTube to see our gorgeous, lovely mugs. I'm in a different room today, fellas. So You, you are. Chris, but look, I think what you just said there was completely irrelevant. If people are listening on Beyond Pod, they are Beyond Pod. So they are not going to go listen to this anywhere else except for wow. in the Beyond. They've wow. transcended podcasts. They have. They are Beyond. You're right. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so we are a gaming podcast and we are almost exclusively uh, run through the uh, generosity of our patrons. Uh, if you would like to help keep this dream alive and, uh, you know, hopefully let us keep going for at least another 35 podcasts, you know, maybe more. We'll see how we go. Then head on over to patreon.com forward slash super show and uh, show your support. $2 gets you access to 
our Discord server, where we have a lot of fun with a great little community. Also gives you access to our Minecraft server, which I've not touched personally in about three weeks. So I don't even have a bed in Minecraft yet. So there we go. Yeah, you were you were sleepy in my bed last time. You were in hey, sh- that was dude. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. I mean, in my in my in Minecraft, what? <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, five dollars gets you a bunch of behind the scenes and additional Patreon exclusive podcasts. Uh, our podcast called uh, After Dark, if you really want to know, where we talk about basically anything other than gaming, with a little bit of gaming sprinkled in, I guess. Uh, but we also have a bunch of spoiler casts. Our most recent being The Last of Us Part Two spoiler cast, which was like two and a half hours of us sweating balls. Uh, during the hottest day of the year, recording it for you. So, you know. It was very warm. You might want to check it out. Uh, and speaking of people who have supported us, our patron saints, as we should call them, uh, I'm just going to shout out a few names here, guys. Uh, stop me if you've heard these before. Or rather, don't, because you most definitely have. Aaron Cameron, <laughs> Athletic Gravy, Brett Zerbrick, a.k.a. Shellshock, Freddie K. Official, Hacksaw Book Read, Javela Cujo, Leo Merger, Lonnie Thompson, Manuel Guerrero, Martin Skihan... Hope I said that right. Mindful Pig, Nathan Pierce, William Sherry, and of course the big boys. This week it's Peaswad and the Dude Abides. Thank you all so very much for keeping the motherfucking dream alive. Thanks, gents I mean, and ladies. You know, these guys are amazing. Right yeah. now, um, Chris, before we carry on, could you pop your um, your arms on your knees so we can all oh, see? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so a little oh, bit of a weird a... optical illusion there. Yeah. Now imagine if Chris was wearing pajamas that were the exact same fabric as that thing behind him, and it just looks like his arms are wrapped around his legs. Yeah, That's great. This like is my uh, knees are up we... in the air, and uh, I'm I'm resting my elbows on my knees. <laughs> no, and, it's uh... like you're doing the splits, but sat down, and your legs are coming out horizontally. It's like the other day I was watching, <laughs> I was watching um, Goldmember, oh, <laughs> when no. you first see oh, Goldmember, and he starts yeah. like throwing his legs up and shit. It's fucking yeah. amazing. I love it. This uh, is the YouTube exclusive portion of the podcast. You only get to see Chris's not quite <laughs> knees if uh, if you're watching on YouTube. And not only that, exactly. look, I've got a I've got a cat wearing a uh, watermelon as a hat. Oh, I thought it was a crash helmet. Is that a watermelon? The watermelon, yeah. The only thing right. I've got to offer is the fact that since we hit record, I've realised my moustache is too long this week. <laughs> that's all. That's all I've got for the folks. Is, is it home. curling into into your mouth and tickling your your teeth? And that's oh. the thing. It's not, which is why I didn't notice it. But you know, when you just see it, and you're like, oh, that's a bit long. <laughs> yeah, it's when you can feel it here. I yeah. can't. Here I can't. Side, though. I, I, can't. I get mine a bit of a trim because I was actually just getting so tired of it. I was just like, yeah, fuck. Whatever. Yeah. To be fair, if I didn't have four chins, I probably would get rid of the whole thing and keep it off the whole time. But I've got to kind of protect myself from the elements. The nice. elements being the people whose eyes would judge me every yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the things that I'd really, really dislike to happen to me in my old age is to get a, a chin like George Lucas. I thought you were about to say like me for a second there. I was about to be what very offended. Jo- what George- chin does George Lucas have? So it's, oh, almost like it, it's almost like all the skin has come away from the muscle and it's just this like massive waddle. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like you get I'm the kind of the to, turkey neck effect. It's like that, except it's like t- it's taken to the nth degree. It looks like he's weird. got like a plastic bag attached under his chin or something like that. You could just like grab the whole thing. It looks like he could grab it here and wrap it over his like mouth. Yeah, I think what he like should that. do is get like plastic surgery to create like a slit and then just have a zip and then you could just store things in there. You know, yeah, little ideas. Like he writes down like 
Darth bad guy on a bit of piece of paper, yeah. folds it up, yeah. puts it in the zip. I like it. Jar Jar Binks 2, Electric yeah. Boogaloo. It almost looks like a toad. Like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This like a bullfrog. A bullfrog. What was, the, um, what was the actual name of the Star Wars character who was called like like Darth Darth Bad... It wasn't Darth Bad Guy, but it was like... Um, Darth what, Darth guy. Sidious? I like that. No, nah, no, it wasn't Darth Sidious either. There's a dude who appears in, I think, one of the prequels or one of the original films, I can't remember, who okay. doesn't have a name and then is given a name in like the expanded universe and his name is like... Uh, Jacob Jacob Jackass or something like, like something so on the <laughs> nose where it's like in his name is the fact that he's like a piece of shit. Oh god! If I knew what to Google to find it, I'd find I out. Darth what that's, you're talking that's about. That's going to be my objective before before the uh, end of the podcast. If memory right. serves, he shows up in a bar in one of the prequels, like Episode Two or something like that. Oh, wow. and he doesn't. He's not necessarily called Darth by douchebag. His, yeah, it's literally something like he's got douchebag in his name. I'm not even joking. But <laughs> oh. we can't we can't spend too much because if no, all three no, of us are Googling, I, I we then none of us are talking. Boys. Like I can tell by looking at Jonesy's eyes that he's Googling. And um, Yeah, we've we've lost Jonesy. This is what you've done list. now. I found a list. Shall I give you a list of the Darths that have popped up? I don't, I don't think, think I, I don't think, I don't think Jamie's talking about a Darth though, yeah. Oh. Oh, I see, okay. Let's ignore it then. I can't stop reading them now. I'm gonna Take it. Okay, give it. Give us a favorite one then. Give us a favorite. Oh, one. I just. I'm too late. I've closed. Okay, it. what about okay. this? Okay, here's one for you guys. Hypothetical situation here. Okay, if you guys would be a a Sith Lord, and so you'd be like Darth Vader. What would your what would your name be? Are we doing this like as if we were named by George Lucas himself, or are we doing this <laughs> as if we were actually kind of cool? I mean, I, well, maybe maybe a bit of both. I know, I know what I'd like, be. But it needs, it needs, to, it needs to kind of like, it can't be like Darth fucking dildo because it's not going to fit in the universe, right? It's got to be oh, something why, that kind why, of like hang on. gels. Why, why, uh, give me one good reason right. why I can't be a Darth dildo. I found it, by the way. What is he? What, oh, what's his name? On. His name is Elan Sleazebagano. <laughs> so he has, <laughs> the word, he has the word Sleazebag in his name. Elan Sleazebagano was a male Balasar death stick dealer on the planet Coruscant. Oh, yeah, he's the dude. I, I posted a fucking gif of that on, on uh, the Discord. Anyway, we're getting off track <laughs> what, What's your Darth names? Come on, quickly. Uh, I'm Darth Dingus. Darth Dingus. I like it. That's funny actually... enough, uh, my, my, my one's quite similar to yours. I was going to go for Darth Skunkus. <laughs> we're related. Cousins. <laughs> Does that make me Darth? Ch- Do I have to be Darth Chungus now just to complete the trilogy? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Oh okay. yes, I love it. Is it Darth Dingus, Darth Skungus, and Darth Chungus? <laughs> it's like you know, we, we need to get. If anyone out there can draw, it's, it's can like we're like a, as, the um, Huey Louie the, and Dewey of fucking <laughs> Sith Lords. Yeah, that's great, man. I love that. <laughs> All right, moving swiftly on to the comments of the week. This one coming in from. Our boy, ASB64, who says, Gamer Boy sweat bath water is the next big thing. I think he's uh, relating it back to you, Jamie, because uh, we mentioned how you were sweating buckets enough that I you mean, could fill a yeah. bath water, or a right. bathtub full of it. Uh, he then goes on to say, Wayne's World product joke was, by and large, great. Although, really, I don't know what he was talking about. I mean... No, nah, me neither. You know, sometimes oh, see, I can't do it this week. Listen, sometimes in a in a podcast, and the best thing about this is, like, because it's a podcast, half the people uh, listening won't, or, or you know, won't even know what we're talking about yet. But sometimes you just get a little bit thirsty, fellas, oh, wait. don't you? Sorry, lads. Wait, wait, wait. Can, wait, can you hear? Can, 
So, uh, can you hear something? I, don't, I think I think that was the sound of refreshment. <laughs> the choice of a generation. Uh, I'll tell you what I'm rocking today, although you can't tell because it's in a glass. This is very berry Kool Aid. Oh uh, yeah, I, I forgot you'd been drinking loads of Kool Aid. You you sent us a drinking picture when you got the uh, the packets in the sachet, the sachets. Yeah. <laughs> Very American Kool-Aid. of you. Pull but- pull pork coleslaw and uh, Kool Aid. The Kool-Aid. Yeah, Jones diet. <laughs> yeah, you know it. Uh, but then SB sixty four goes on to say, "I'm playing Dead Space this week for the first time. I'm going to be I'm going to be playing more two thousands games. So if you have any recommendations, do tell. By the way, Jim's going deep. So there you go." Dead Space is a great game. Dead Space is a fantastic game. Just as long as you don't get, uh, you know, don't give up after the, uh, or during that fucking asteroid mission, but there you go. Do you know what's a better game than Dead Space? Go on. Dead Space 2. Ooh. (laughs) There you go. Uh, No, I know know not everyone believes that, but I firmly believe that. Let's get a a 2000s recommendation. And by 2000s, I think he just means like noughties, right? Like 2000 to 2010. That's what I was going to clarify. Um, that I'll, kind of is fairly broad because a lot happened between, say, 2001 and 2009. Like, 2009, I could throw out Uncharted 2, maybe, as, like, a game that one could play. You could play the first two Uncharted games and then not play the third because it might not qualify for your strange criteria of games you want to replay. But then again, you go back to, like, 2001, it's like you could be playing GTA 3 or Gran yeah. Turismo 3 or... Metal Gear Solid 2 and things like that. Halo. You could go back and play Halo Combat Ooh. Evolved to get it not excited for Halo Infinite. Anyway, <laughs> that's that's my lot. There you go. Uh, I'm going to say... Uh, fucking when did this come out? Uh, yes, 2005. I'm... Oh, hold on. I may be having performance issues. There we go. There goes my sink. Um, I am <laughs> going to say... In, why'd you have a boner in the first place? Well, there we go. I'm going to say Star Wars Republic Commando, which is uh, one of my favourite shooters of all time. Actually, An entire was... decade of game... Well, what are we doing, folks? <laughs> do you know what's a, a, good, a good era before Jonesy steps in and, and gives, it, gives his response? Yeah. An era very near and dear to my heart was the sort of 2005, 2006, 2007 era, because that was just when I got my 360 and can actually start playing big boy games at home. Like so, Top you know, Spin? Like Top Spin. Hey... Chris, I played Topspin games. I'm not afraid to admit it. I was more thinking like <laughs> I played Topspin. Topspin was cool, man. Oh yeah, like sports. Hey, I'm I'm a big sports game guy. I still am. That's why I'm probably going to buy that fucking PGA Tour game they're putting out, despite the fact that it looks like kind of bad. <laughs> uh, but I was thinking like there was that era of Oblivion, Gears of War, um, Bioshock, Mass Effect, Dead Rising, all those kind of games coming out at once. Not not yeah, far that, that's, off. Actually, that's a Dead big Space. era. Big era. Yeah. Oh, even yeah, yeah, Half-Life yeah. 2, dude. Like, fucking hell. Half-Life 2, one of the best games of that decade. Go on, uh, Jonesy, we're waiting for your recommendation. What are you saying? <laughs> Jonesy getting attacked by a flight. <laughs> I can actually see that on the camera as well. That's wicked. Do you know what? Every time we do this podcast, suddenly a fly appears. Like, there's no flies anymore any, the rest of the time. And then as soon as we get into this, I think, I think, it's, I think I think that's a trait of Darth Dingus, you know? He's just followed by Darth a swarm Dingus. of flies. <laughs> Go on, Jonesy. You've done enough Googling. Come on. Come on, mate. Um, I was just—I was actually checking that they all fit in the bracket, and they do, which I'm—I'm I'm, uh, glad about. Hell yeah! Um, because for me, the noughties were definitely the era of the uh, third-person historical sort of fighty games, and God of War, the trilogy, Prince yeah. of Persia, the good trilogy, um, and 
Assassin's Creed, the original Assassin's Creed, are all in that that time frame. Yeah, so, actually. Um, yeah, get on, jump on any of yeah. those because they were cracking games, and they all fit. Um, yeah. In fact, you could just about play Assassin's Creed Two as well, can't you? Was that two thousand and nine? I don't know. I, I didn't look at. Actually, it might have been two thousand ten. It was when I got hit in the head by, by a <laughs> Is this uh, why you don't remember? That's why you can't remember. No, it's, I, it's why I do remember it, because I got a thousand gamer score in that game because I was off school for a week with a sore head. All <laughs> oh, right. I love it. But yeah, that, that was my, um, that was a hell of a decade for me with those games. They were cracking. So yeah. there you go. Yeah, Lots yeah. to play. Exciting. Yeah. Uh, well, let's, let's lead on to what we've kind of been doing. What have you guys been doing since the last time we had a fucking podcast, fellas? Oh, shall I go first? Yeah. Shall I start? Well, I mean, yeah. seeing as uh, Jamie is so enthusiastic about it, yeah, I think you probably should. <laughs> um, so the main thing I've been doing, well, so I played a few old school games, right? I've had to, I've had to mess around with a few games um, that I've, I never would have played, but I'm trying to put together a video. And so uh, I was touching on some of the old school influential games and I played about half an hour, so not very much, of Hydelide, which is a game which is, um, I think, sort of loved and hated depending on where you are in the world and your first experience with it. So I'd quite, I had a bit of fun with that. It was an interesting... Um, Fair enough. I think uh, one of our, one of our last ATG6 lists, we had Hydelide in it, didn't we? Oh, okay. What was the list? I don't remember. I, don't know. I seem to remember, or maybe it was like an option, but because I'd never heard of Hydelide before, but then we, we did the research on it and we're like, oh yeah, Hydelide. And now that uh, Jonesy brought it back up, I'm like, I know that game. George Scott is when I was first reading about it, I didn't know how to say it, and I had no idea how to say it. That game's ridiculous. Did you say Hiddledy D? In a crazy way. Hiddledy Hiddle D. Yeah, I think I did say Hiddledy D. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but yeah, no, a cool game. Something that introduced uh, or popularized a lot of concepts we take for granted today, like regenerating health and stuff like that in games that um, didn't really exist before. Yeah, and the mad um, thing is, it was popular. like uh, Famicom era, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was. It was originally. Um, uh, I think it was like it came first console I was on was the. No, was it? I might get my dates wrong. Actually, I was going to. I think no. I think you're right. I think it was Famicom. Um, a lot of them were on arcades first, but um, also a little bit of Pac-Man. I've been playing this week too. Oh yeah, wow. for the for the funsies. You you should Old play what's it called? The uh, Pac-Man Two Fifty Six. Oh uh, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. What is, what is Pac-Man Two Fifty Six? It's kind of so. The idea was that in the original Pac-Man, you couldn't go beyond Two Fifty Six because the game just kind of like crashes as like a oh, like right. level Two Fifty Six or some shit like that. So what this right. game is, is almost like an endless runner Pac-Man where the game like glitches up and shit. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. See, the thing is, I can't get like past level four on Pac-Man. So I don't think I'd have an issue getting past I'm, level two. I'm rubbish, I'm rubbish at Pac-Man as well. And I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's maybe, rubbish, maybe it's because I haven't game. played it that much. But every time I do play it, I'm like, I'm shit at this. <laughs> I'm, do you know what? I'm terrible at Donkey Kong. I really oh. can't do original Donkey Kong. I haven't got the patience. I, I, you, you always struck me as more as a Donkey Konga kind of guy. So I, I get that. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm much more Donkey Kong country than I am Donkey Kong. Um, but no, I've actually been sinking a fair old amount of time into, well, I'm not, I don't know how long have I played it for? About four hours, oh which God, isn't that I've much, just, I suppose. I've just seen the fly. Just, dude. The, the, it's, it's, it's gone again. <laughs> it keeps coming back. It's because that's all it is. It's the doors open. It's the light. I think it flies it. It's flown in and then it's seen the light and it's like, let's stick on this <laughs> little bloody buzzy bastard at least it's not a wasp yeah, um, flight simulator ah yes. the new flight simulator available on game pass how long did it take us to mention game pass um yeah take a shot but i'm take a shot yeah yeah i managed to clear out um 
uh, one of my hard drives, which was is necessary because that game is a big old beast of a game. Oh yeah, I think it's like a hundred and twenty something gig. Cool. Um, it didn't take too long to download though. It took a few hours to download, so it wasn't too bad. Uh, and I've been playing. I've, I've played all the tutorials for like the little plane. Yeah, about how to take off, how to fly around, stuff. Um, a lot of people have had problems with it though, but I actually haven't had any issues. Um, interestingly, um, it's been playing fine. Yeah. And I can play it on high settings as well, so everything looks very pretty. Nice, which is good. It's it's, it's cool, um, isn't it? Because like people have been going to landmarks and visit because it's quite accurate. Um, but I saw yes. I, I saw recently a bunch of people. They've got a bit of an issue because a bunch of people keep on landing on um, uh, Jeffrey Epstein's private island. If you had to, John doing after we quit this. Yeah, if you had to drive, if you had to fly over there, you just see a whole bunch of like biplanes, like just. I've never really got into um, flights and games. I must admit, like I, I have played them before, but not very much. Um, but yeah, so already I've, I've played through the tutorials and then I was playing around in like the little planes and you can land wherever you want. Yeah. Like if there's a, if there's a field, you can land in it. If you tried to, if you tried to land in a building, you're just going to crash and the game game's over or whatever. But it's, it's, um, no, it's a very cool game, and the map representation and stuff, it's not perfect by any stretch. I found my house earlier today, and it was it had like added a building next to my house, which doesn't exist, <laughs> right. which kind of threw me a little bit. Um, and I think someone on our, our Discord mentioned that um, the way that Buckingham Palace looks is more like a block of flats than it does uh, yeah. a palace. But I wonder, so, if, so, I wonder if some of that is like a security thing. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Like you can't what like as if people don't know where Buckingham Palace is. Yeah, just, I, I, it's still there. It's still on the map, but you, it just doesn't look right, which is kind of an odd one. All right. And apparently, some of the bridges over the Thames are um not don't exist. Um, and there's a couple of roads that kind of I think I think because what's really happened is it looks, it looks like they're taking Google Maps and they've tried to extrapolate. Um, hey, hey, but that's, wash your, that's wash your mouth, man. That's Bing Maps. All right. Bing, Bing, Max. It's very good. It's very good. If you want to play it, if you want to fly around and find things you recognize, you will definitely be able to do it. Because just before the podcast, I hopped on to, um, so I flew over my house and the, there's a town near me with like a big shopping center and stuff. And you could see all of that. And the roads are all almost bang on. And cool. there's little cars driving around. It is a very, very cool game That's to play. Cool, dude. And I'm going to stream it as well because, I mean, let me shit. Oh, yeah. So uh, next week I'm going to play it because my dad is, a, is an airline pilot. Um, nice. And he flies the Airbus A320, which is in the game. So he's going to come around and we're going to do a live stream where he's going to teach me to fly. Jeez. And we're going to go, I think we're probably going to go from uh, London to Edinburgh because we can do that whole journey in one street. That's so cool. But we're going to do it That's... all on manual and he's going to go through all of it. How it Are you going to get a HOTUS? Sort of stuff, so. Oh, yeah, I'm going to have to because I, I tried using my uh, PlayStation controller and I've heard other people say like using Xbox controllers even, it's not very good. Um, yeah. Because you kind of, it, it, I tried to set it up and I'm not, maybe I'm doing something wrong, but it, um, it almost, it says like the center of one of my sticks on my controller is like 50% throttle, for example. So then if I, I can't sort of put it in a certain position, it's always at 50% unless you're sitting there holding the controller. Oh, I see the, what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's weird. Um, weird. I think you can change the settings. Um, I just need to figure it out, but it's kind of, there's I, a lot of settings. So where, where can people find this stream of yours, Jonesy, when it happens? They can they can find it on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv forward slash super, super show Jonesy. So yeah, nice. um, that'll be later. I'm not sure when, maybe like Thursday, maybe Wednesday next week. That'll be cool. Um, I'll have to see I'm looking forward to that one. That, that's gonna, that's, that sounds like a killer idea for a stream. Yeah, Speaking of killer... He can, he can teach me to talk like a pilot as well. <laughs> Speaking of killer ideas, 
I reckon I know how to make a lot of money. Does does uh does Flight Simulator support mods, fellas? Uh, I just I just got the I, I just got the big brain idea. I don't right? know if it does at the moment because there's there's loads of weird stuff, isn't there? When you install the game from uh, Game Pass or Microsoft Store, you yeah. don't really get like access to the files, and there's not even an executable. It's just kind of a weird icon on your PC. Have you guys found that? Right. No. Uh, I haven't looked into it. I, That's no. weird. I ran into that trouble with the Game Pass version of Football Manager, which was not equipped for mods and oh, even right, some yeah. like very light stuff that I wanted to change. But right. yeah, sorry, Chris. Okay, so listen to this idea. You replace all of the uh, the surface maps, because if they're taking them from Bing Maps, right, and you replace them with the first iteration of Apple Maps. Oh, wow, which was disastrously bad, wasn't it? Yeah, do you remember it had, like, highways that were all fucking rippled and... Yeah. <laughs> I think and that would be so funny. directions and we're getting completely fucked over by it. <laughs> yeah, I think that would yeah. be so good. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That would be quite That would be quite a fun little thing to, to do. That would actually be a fun little, an alternate version of Flight Simulator. I'm looking here, apparently, using Bing Maps' data, it accesses over two petabytes of data from the cloud on demand... <laughs> And then it's got Azure AI, which analyzes that data and uh, photogrammetry yeah. to generate 3D models as you're playing. That's some of crazy. some well, some of it right. done as you're playing, some of it done beforehand. Yeah, like I could tell when I was downloading the big download that it was getting a lot of airports, for example. It was getting them in ahead of time. Right. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There's there's a lot of stuff like that. That's that's obviously all preloaded in. But then I think it's the I guess it's the photogram. Well, how do you say it? Photo- photogrammetry. Fo- not- photogrammetry. Yeah. Photogrammetry. I guess it's that where the the um, it can't quite tell if something's a road or a building, and it kind of mixes the two up. But it, it doesn't seem to happen much. It seems to be pretty good from what, I, yeah. what I've seen so far. But, um, um, yeah, keen to keen to play some more. Plus, I mean, it's a game launch, guys. You know, like there's going to be issues. True, true. Oh yeah, like I've got no uh, no problem with it with the game having like issues or bugs or little sort of like things in the early stages. I think I just I played it. So to, to jump in the middle here, I played it for. A handful of hours, mostly looking at whether or not I'd be able to do a stream of it, not having a father who's also a pilot um, <laughs> that would uh, be able to come on board and save the day. And I'd, I don't know. It's just it's not for me. You guys know what I'm I'm like with games, and for as much as I can sometimes go into the weird world of simulators and stuff like that and take them weirdly seriously, I still You're do want to have fun. You're a yeah. truck simulator, sure, but I still do want to have a good time and i struggled to have a great time with flight simulator because i think i just didn't take it seriously enough i did one tutorial went straight into whatever boeing you know commercial passenger plane they have on there <laughs> and then was trying to do like loops and barrel rolls and i dam- <laughs> without without crashing i did so much damage to the plane that it uh, gave me a game over i didn't touch anything but i my the way i was maneuvering that plane did so much damage to it that uh, it shit the bed <laughs> I was also having some weird stuff, and Jonesy, I have to ask you in real time now um, whether or not you've seen this. When I loaded into certain places, certain airports, for example, and got and like looked around me on ground level, some of the stuff looked shit. Like it looked like I was in Google Street View with like the horrible kind of like smeary artifacting shit all around <laughs> me, and I couldn't tell. I was on Ultra, but I couldn't tell what was going on. I think. Um, I'm trying to think if I've had that. I think I have seen that in places when I've been at airports. Because I imagine, so 
I think well, I've had that when I took off from like small airports nearby where I live or small airfields even where I live. And it was obviously trying to work out what that looked like and it didn't have an actual model for the um, the place. And it was, yeah, like you say, it's almost like a, oh, it looks a bit weird or it looks like a, it's just a bog standard block 3D model of a building. Yeah. Um, it, it, look, it looked like I, the, I did uh, then land in a field and it had grass that was as tall as like the, the windows on the plane. Oh, weird. Which I thought was pretty cool. <laughs> Wow, interesting. Yeah. Uh, I might ju- I, jump back Jamie, in Jamie, sorry, just house. to jump in very quickly. I, I did read an article headline saying yeah. that uh, sometimes it's a good idea to remove the downloading of real-time data as an option from your game to improve performance. And I wonder if what's happening is it's got the uh, the fucking telegrammetry or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. and then it's just trying to download it again and it's kind of getting confused or something so maybe might, might be worth right, toggling maybe. that off and seeing if that helps maybe i'll give it another go i haven't found my house yet i feel like that's the one thing everyone's going to do in this game <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah i am um, one thing I've, i found was um i've like you guys know that i've had a few issues with my pc and performance and games and stuff at the moment and i've been trying to sort of i've been trying to set stuff up to break my pc and to push it and to see where it's having problems and i've noticed that i'm on um on high mode i think sort of not the highest mode but one down from that which is what my my machine should run that game at it was still taking a little while like a couple of minutes to load everything properly at the beginning of a flight and it was sort of being really choppy and i had a lot of cpu usage going on and then it would sort of settle down after a couple of minutes and then i could actually take off and do all the stuff so um man um, yeah whilst I'm, I'm easily meeting the spec that it needs for that game it's still quite a yeah you, you uh, something something's going wrong with your pc there jonesy sure no no it's, i think it's, it's not that i think it's just the loading i think it's load all the stuff it's trying to load in maybe like you said with the um the t- uh, telemetry stuff it's loading a lot of content yeah a lot of maps and stuff i guess is it's trying to yeah. preload but you're enjoying it yeah yeah i actually really am it's cool i, I started a flight to jfk and it was going to be like nine hours. And then halfway, well, not even halfway, an hour in, I was like, skip to landing. Because you can do that. And it said, you don't have enough fuel. <laughs> so I was like, I love it. Oh, shit. I've taken off. With hey, well, you know fuel. what? Better that you you found out then instead of trying to go through the whole fucking thing. You, you get to like an hour away from fucking JFK airport. And it's like, oh, well, you're just going to die now. Yeah. <laughs> no fuel yeah it just starts beeping and crashing That's the floor. I, I think i might use the propeller planes more often when i do go back to because that tutorial i was able to do loops and barrel rolls and do that thing my favorite thing which is flying it directly up in the air until you oh, stall, yeah, yeah. then going as close to the ground as possible <laughs> to pull up at the last second i uh, very nearly killed some people fact. it's a good thing that uh bing maps doesn't uh generate real-time pedestrian traffic wow. otherwise there would have been some fatalities some oh, um, are you are you guys with me okay that i always get this with simulation games i know that it's not part of the game but i would love it if you could get out of the plane and just walk around a little bit like i'd love it if yeah you could, even if they're just it, uh like confined it to say like airports or airstrips or something that would be cool no do you know what if this is could... no, i'm gonna have to cut him off here this is bloody <laughs> the, this is the star citizen coming out this is the part <laughs> of them that like doesn't he wants to be able to walk around inside the plane so we can jack off into every single individual I, room? I do. Like, nah, oh, we, it's bloody. F- <laughs> <laughs> we, I can see it buzzing around your head. Yeah, it's fucking fry. I, I've, I've got, fr- I've got fructose hair stuff in. It's all fruity. Oh wow, was <laughs> like fructose hair stuff. stuff. Fructose. You know what it is? Um, it's your, it's your fucking Kool Aid. Oh, maybe. Oh, is that what you did Kool-Aid. your hair with? Just a really thick Kool Aid, yeah. Um, undiluted Kool Aid. 
Kool-Aid jam. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, I don't know. I, I, I've usually in the past uh, been a let me get outside of the car kind of dude. Yeah. Um, but I don't think this needs it. Personally. I mean, it is what it is, right? <laughs> yeah, like maybe. fucking says it on the tin. You couldn't do it. I suppose you couldn't really do it as well. In this, you couldn't walk outside the plane. But I'd say that'd be cool if you could walk inside the plane. If you could be the captain of a shit of a plane, like the the um, the Boeing or whatever, and you could stand up, walk out of a door, open it, and there were like 150 or 300 people sitting in there, <laughs> just all looking at you. But what, what, what cool. would you benefit from that? Get the proper pilot experience. <laughs> Get to say, well, get it's, to say it, the, it, uh, well, it's not close enough that these developers have recreated the entire world to give you the proper pilot experience. But Jones, they haven't created. Jones, they've just stolen it from Bing. They've worked. Okay, they've worked with Bing and Microsoft <laughs> to recreate the entire world. But to get the proper pilot experience, it doesn't matter that Jonesy could do a real time long haul flight in a some Boeing something or other. Jonesy needs people in the passenger seats. Otherwise, it's not bloody real. Let me tell you, I have insider knowledge, and the real thing about being a pilot is nothing to do with flying a plane. It's that halfway through your flight, you get to choose whether you want the chicken or the beef, and the ho- the um, air host comes in, or hostess comes in, and offers you a coffee, and you're like, "Yeah, yeah, bring me another coffee." What? So it's all about Jamie. I thought it's not wow. about pilots should bloody get both. They shouldn't be choosing chicken or beef. True, true. Also, I thought the real part of know. being a pilot was getting to do the sexy pilot voice over the intercom. Which I hope, that's Josie, true, yeah. is. I really hope that's a part of your stream. Like, you don't have to get like a voice changer or something, but you, yeah, you have to do the whole like. Oh, we have some uh, some strong headwinds, and uh, do you do a little, Give us a little. Preview. I just, I just, I just get my, I just get my dad to do it. I don't even need to. Nah, do it. because you got to wear the hat as well, Josie. You got to get a pilot hat. Also, like, I don't want to get a boner from your dad. I want to get a boner from wow. you. Like, wow. Okay. Maybe I'll get. Maybe I'll get him to give me some tips of how you do it. Well, get yeah, get please. a boner. No, do the voice. All right. How do, how how, do how you get do yours hard, Dad? <laughs> Jesus Christ, this has gone weird. <laughs> Jonesy sitting down anyway, talking about the birds and the bees at the age of 34 <laughs> or whatever you are. <laughs> that, and with two children as well. He, could oh. have t- he should have spoken to me about it earlier. Yeah. Right, so yeah. That, that's all you've been, all you've been tinkering that's, around with, that's, yeah? That's me. Obviously, I've played a little bit of Fall Guys, but haven't we all? You know, yeah. it's sort of standard at this point, isn't it? Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure Chris has, to be honest. You say haven't we all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I downloaded it today. Uh, Chris, it was your worst. Ga- it was oh. your it was your worst game of the year. I thought it's not the Chris, worst game Chris, of the year. Chris, what is wrong Chris, with you? Chris Jones is notorious fool guys hater. The guy who started the anti. No, I'm, I'm winding you up because I know it's. <laughs> I know it. yeah, I'm teasing. I, I just yeah, it's, it's just like I, I thought I was quite honest with my opinion, and clearly everyone just wants to suck fucking fool guys dick. But yeah, that's all right. That's fine. Look, hey, a lot of people are sucking at that fool guys teat right now. You're not wrong about that. Hell yeah. Get get into some some of that news in a little bit. Uh I'll tell you what, Jamie, before you go, I'll I'll tell you what I've been doing on this weekend. Because I I'd started off the weekend uh planning on playing the Avengers beta, because I missed it out missed out on the the pre-order uh beta. So downloaded it, fully expected to fucking life gets in the way as it always fucking does, and I didn't play anything. Anything. Fucking horrible. Fucking terrible. Uh, I managed to play some Human Fall Flat with you guys. I don't. When did we play that? When did we play that? Um, was that like Thursday night oh, or Friday was, night? Oh, I get so confused. Uh, yeah, I think it that was Thursday actually, night, yeah. Friday night. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I actually went back to your your vod, Jamie, and I um uh, I clipped the bit where I was humping Jonesy on the uh, on the arch. Oh God, yeah. Oh, I did. The, I think I did the same thing. Yeah, I clipped it. It's nice. So it's good. There are two clips of it. <laughs> 
so if people want to go check out that VOD, it is uh, twitch.tv forward slash fullfatjamie. Um, wow. That was a lot of fun. I, I'm, I'm well keen on kind of getting back onto that kind of thing. I think we've got yeah. a, at the time of recording at least, a co-op stream hopefully going to happen tonight. So by the time you're uh, watching or listening to this, uh, it would have happened already. So be sure you, <laughs> you know, just every yeah. now and then. They're my, they're my favorite streams at the moment is when I can get as many of you guys, hopefully you two and uh, and our good friend Steph over at Technovo, um involved in a co-op stream i don't know why i like them more maybe it's because i feel like some of the pressure of hosting a stream is alleviated oh when yeah I can it's share way the stage easier with you guys. but i prefer them man well like, i know yeah, it's not cool. the done like thing well. but yeah so no i think it is the done thing i think it's like the other side of the twitch coin as it were the you know yeah. space for both it, it's it's because we the way we used to do it at atg was you were never on your own yeah even if it was a single player game yeah right. yeah yeah i miss those days man but uh, yeah, just kind of the, the stark contrast of that is I did finally manage to do my Super Mario Galaxy 2 stream on my Wii. I managed to get everything up and running. Um, it was an okay stream. I, I kind of, I had difficulty hearing the game audio. So what I had to do is play through and monitor the audio that was going to, like onto the stream and was playing back, but that was obviously at a delay and it included my right. voice. So oh, everything weird. that I was speaking, every sentence I was saying, I was hearing back in my ear by like a oh, delay oh. of a second or so. And I just couldn't focus. It was the fucking most disturbing thing. And if if you watch that VOD, which is a twitch.tv forward slash uh, hot panic. So there you go. Um, if you watch that, I can't, I can't string a fucking sentence together. I've got was, like pauses in between the whole thing. It was ridiculous. I was watching that stream live and I'll be, I'm not just saying this to... Um... Make you feel better about the whole thing. I didn't notice that yeah. at all. Well, like I, knew, I, I knew there was some audio stuff going on, but yeah. for me, like the only noticeable impact was like trying to find the levels. And once you got that out of the way, pretty much immediately at the start of the stream, there definitely wasn't any weird, like, yeah. But I don't well, know. You say it, you can't it, string a sentence together. It definitely yeah, didn't seem that to me. Well, I was really self-conscious about it, and I was trying my best to kind of like alleviate it. But it was also like I'd be saying a sentence. But I wouldn't know what I was saying in the sentence, and I would just be rambling. Oh, that—that's right. the thing, though, isn't it? You can you can get um, apps and stuff that that imitate that effect, where you hear what you're saying yeah. played back to you with a delay. Yeah, it just trips you up so much. Yeah, and it's it's horrendous. It makes you almost, We had it a few times recording audios for ATG where um, something would go slightly wrong, and the monitoring would be slightly off, and it made me feel like I was drunk. And I couldn't <laughs> yeah. speak with a normal. I know exactly what you mean. I couldn't speak normally. It made me yeah. speak in a kind of slow, uh, but I, weird way. I, I think I'm I'm. I think I've got gotten down to the bottom of what the issue was. Uh, so I'm looking forward to doing some more Wii streams, uh, definitely doing some more Super Mario Galaxy 2, because that, that's like one of my favorite games ever. It's such a joy. The music is amazing. It plays so well. Um, definitely want to do some more of that. But then towards the beginning of the stream, I think it was, I, I just took up my um, all, all my different Wii games that I had in my little pouch because it was all fucking physical media, right? And just going through all of them, and I was like, this is a banger, this is a banger, this is a banger, I'd like to play this, I'd like to play this. Jamie, one game that I think you would really fucking love on a stream, and actually, if there is a chance of you coming over to my house one day, because it is co-op, <laughs> and of course you as well, Jonesy, but I think I think this is this has got a, a Jamie game written all over it, is Trauma Center Second Opinion. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, sounds nice. It's that's so what, good, the, dude. That's why you need me there. The clues in the name is because you, you Chris, you need the second opinion yeah, and second everything opinion. you're going to do in that game. <laughs> uh, so, have you seen what kind of game that is? 
Is it like Surgery Simulator? It is. No. It is like Surgery Simulator, but like less, less goofy, and I want to say more serious, but also at the same time oh. more anime. Like there's a virus oh. inside of people, and it like mutates. But so you got the Wiimote, and you when you cut someone up, you got to search them. So when you search them, you got to like press a button and it, it select the stitches selected and then you've got to like physically like yeah. do a zigzag pattern and it grades oh, you on how God. well you do that it's so fucking cool dude that reminds me of this is how sad i was as a child sad and possibly <laughs> a little bit disturbed was that i really didn't give two shits about scarface the world is yours the uh infamous scarface mm-hmm. sequel in video game form until <laughs> i found out that the wii port which came out like a year later had direct one-to-one control of the chainsaw and then i was like <laughs> well i've got to get it i've got to get all it. over it yeah yeah because just the thought of being able to control Tony Montana's chainsaw with the Wiimote and like kind of navigate and direct which limbs I cut off. Like, <laughs> dude, like that's that's me all over. I, yeah. you know, I said, okay, Postal postal 2, put it to one side, playing Scarface now. This is painter, print, painter, pretty picture about your, your yep. childhood. And this was, this, was, uh, this was pre-head injury as well, so figure that one out. <laughs> um, the other game that I was really kind of like interested in trying again was... Uh, one of the best Dragon Ball Z games ever made, which was uh, Tenkaichi Budokai 3. Oh, yeah. So, you know, an NBA jam and fucking uh, f- an underappreciated like- gem in Zack and Wiki. I'd, you know, love to fucking do all those on stream. A, ga- a gamer talking about his favorite Dragon Ball Z game is like a historian talking about his favorite genocide. Like, there's only so good it can get. <laughs> Mate, the, let me tell you, this game is fucking good. But anyway, yeah. So there's that... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to some more co-op streams with you guys. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to hosting some more um, co-op stuff on my side of the streams as well, because I think for a lot of the co-ops recently, I've just been joining you you fellas, mm. uh, which is you know always fun. Takes the pressure off as well. Uh, but yeah, other than that, unfortunately, I have not done much. I've, I've downloaded a bunch of games through Games Pass, uh, but have yet to kind of get into them. I mean, I still got all the Ori's to play. Well, all of them, both of them. Um, I downloaded Golf with Friends in anticipation of some kind of a, a co-op game. Uh, the game that we're going to be playing later on today, hopefully. Uh, and Wasteland Three. Is that out about. yet? Uh, it's it's there's an install option. It's sixty gigs, so I just have to clear some space on my hard drive and then I'll download it. Oh, that slipped under my radar. Yeah, yeah. I think it slipped under quite a few people's radar actually. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm 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 happy, happy go lucky with the things. And uh, yeah, oh, the other thing that I will say is I'm thinking of adjusting my branding on Hot Panic. Um, so I've just been my my favorite thing, right? It's just kind of like iterating on on kind of like getting inspiration, having an idea, getting inspiration, trawling the internet, getting ideas, and then trying to like mock something up. Yeah, whether anything comes cool. of it, I don't fucking know. I forgot the time. Well, this but, is the thing, yeah. like. I, I remember you and you and me both used to like that a lot back in the ATG days, and there was something really exciting about having a blank canvas with all the streaming stuff. But yeah. I've had two or three evenings now where I've sat down in front of that blank canvas <laughs> and kind of thought, right, what have we got? You know, what what are we going to cook today? What have we today? got? Nothing. <laughs> and uh, the answer is like uh, four hours have passed. Why am I watching K-pop music videos? <laughs> <laughs> well, this what is what happened? you're not realizing, Jamie. Your 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 whole aesthetic should be K-pop. Yeah. Do you know what? Do you know what right. my aesthetic nearly was, and I, I wish this was a joke, but it's absolutely not. Was bad rap albums, 
Like I was reading an article about like re- so album artwork, I should say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really bad album uh, rap album artwork, and it was like like people photoshopped in as like soldiers and their tanks everywhere, bad explosions, and like really terrible. You know when you were doing sort of like projects at school on Microsoft Word, and <laughs> you'd get like the the weird word art where it'd word like, art, yeah, yeah, yeah uh, like that kind of titling. And I was like, what if I really leaned hard into the bad hip hop album artwork aesthetic? Uh, but then I just couldn't be bothered. <laughs> well, what about, because we said, uh, what was it? Like holy water and strippers or something. Oh, yeah. That was that was like a, I can't remember what that was from. Um, I, it, might, it might have been one of the tracks of the debut EP of uh, underground hip-hop artiste Stretch Marks. But Stretch Marks. Ne- never yeah, saw, but never not, saw not the, full fat Never Jamie, saw the light you know? of day. If you don't know, now you know. That kind of thing. Um, <laughs> Problem is to do those so, yeah. kind of... Um, like you're saying, like bad artwork done well and make right, it look good. Exactly. It's actually really di- people don't realize it's really hard to do. You can't just <laughs> do a shit job and then go, yeah, but it's meant to look shit. The whole point is that it looks good, but it I, looks I, shit. I, I, I beg to differ. Uh, Life of Pablo uh, did exactly that. So, yeah, and have you seen uh, the uh, the covers for the new EA Sports games this year? Oh, they're doing, they are horrendous. They're, they're they're full on. What's the subreddit? It's like graphic. Graphic design is my passion, or something like that. It's like the meme. Um, yeah. Look at me, so down with the kids. Um, but yeah, God, some of the. Uh, well, at first, it was just UFC, and I thought, what are they doing? But now yeah. all of them have got that same style. Yeah, dude, I, I was I know, very I know what they're going for, on FIFA. But, yeah, I know what they're going for, but it doesn't work, in my opinion. Jonesy, are you pulling it up now? Uh, I'm not. I can do. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, I saw your eyes wandering. I, I thought we <laughs> you were just glazed alive, over because you started talking about EA Sports. Uh, who could blame him? Exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna have, did, I am going to have a look, though. Did you end All up right. making anything, Chris, uh, for, for Hot Panic? Uh, still in the process. I've, I've got all my inspirational inspiration folder is full. Uh, wow. So, and now it's uh, currently on finding the right font. <laughs> hey, that could be a long and exhaustive process. I enjoy it, man. Like, it's fucking the geekiest, nerdiest fucking editor hey, shit. Hey, that here's you a do, question. But... Now that you're making something for like a brand that could theoretically be like a commercial, um, could have a commercial. It'll never be day. commercial. dude. Hot no, but you know what I mean? Come on. Like, let me, uh, what I was going to ask you, are you using Defont? Yeah, of course I am. When, you, when you're on Defont, are you making sure that you're only looking at ones that are either 100% free or like completely don't need attribution or anything like that? Or are you just looking at all of them? Because uh, there was a part of me of that was like, I was doing some freelance work the other the other month, and I was making stuff for someone else for yeah. whom it would absolutely be commercial. And I was like, actually, I can't just pick fonts willy nilly anymore. I've got to make <laughs> got sure that these are like fonts that are completely cool to be used for everything. It's a weird yeah. old game. It is a weird old game. I, I I'm not bogging myself down with that because I think if you ever find something that you like, and let's say you want to do it commercially, you're not like unless you're going for like the the top tier fonts. The chances are, if you find a font on Defont that you want to use, the license will be like ten dollars. Mm. Yeah, in most so, cases, though, in most cases, you can just buy those things for such so cheap. Like I'm with you. You can, yeah, you don't, you don't need to go crazy unless it's going to be on television in a movie released globally. Then you yeah, exactly. Probably, yeah. Right, exactly. Right. Which hey, I mean, the future is uh, full of endless possibilities for the Hot Panic <laughs> brand. Who's to say we don't have Hot Panic the movie in a couple of years? <laughs> Hot Panic the movie, yeah. Where Look Chris is played by that guy from CSI that no one remembers the <laughs> name of. What, um, uh, fuck, what is his name? It wasn't CSI, know. it was NCIS, wasn't it? 
Oh yeah, this is, this is just going to be a whole podcast of us googling things every fifteen minutes. I like it. I like it because like we, we can't remember people's names. Are you sure, Chris? Are you sure it wasn't Elan Slee's Baggio or whatever his name? <laughs> yeah, from, totally uh, was. And no, it was. I'll tell you what. While Chris is googling, um, yeah, what, what? Yeah, tell us about uh, what you've been up to. Yeah, because I, I haven't played much. I'll be honest. I've been focusing this week on clearing up my backlog. Which um, now that I've said that out loud, does sound like I'm talking about my bowel movements, but I promise yes. you, I'm not. I'm, I'm I remember talking. you once were talking about um, how you used to eat uh, sticks and hay to form a butt plug. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's kind of I like the. No, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not you know, I was going to pursue that. I was going to go down some whole weird joke, and I'm not going to. I'm not going to. That's the kind it. of thing. This is the thing. Recording podcasts and doing live streams has taught me now. Sometimes you just have to say no. Like someone's going to try and lead you down a path which ends in a bad joke, a joke that shouldn't be made, and you just have to say no. Just and say I'm putting, no. I'm putting my foot down. I'm putting my foot down. No scatological humour for the rest of the podcast. All right, fine. F- fellas, I need some help here. It's not NCIS and it's not CSI. Oh, what? What, oh, what are, how are we meant to find this dude, Chris? What's the other fucking one? Are you N- sure it's not NCIS? N- which is the one with LL Cool J? <laughs> I don't fucking know. We well, can't, we, NCIS, lads, we, right? can't, we can't do this, can we? What we'll sit here looking up NCIS. Yeah, we we can't we can't sit down looking at, at various police procedural TV series until we find the one that has the actor that looks like Chris. Okay, can I just say, okay, that you led us down this path? I didn't say stop googling. You did. You was. said you said hot. You said hot panic the movie starring that guy that Chris looks like vaguely. And yeah, but I didn't I'm say gonna, start googling him. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna you you carry on. You carry on. Okay. Um, obviously I played a bit of Flight Simulator, as I said when Jonesy was talking about it. This is so weird because I'm looking at it and you're both Googling and I feel so strange just talking. <laughs> I'm listening, dude, I'm listening. I can uh, multitask. I'm listening. I'm listening no, no, it's, 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 not, it's not even a listening thing because, like, obviously I know I'm talking to the folks at home. This is just between you and me now. If you're listening to the uh, podcast version of this, I'm looking and pointing at the camera. This is like a direct connection thing and I hope you're feeling my energy right now. Um... But that meant a lot of uh, Ghost of Tsushima this past week, which I'm not going to talk too much oh, nice. about because we've we've done our Ghost of Tsushima shit. Um, yeah, but what, what about just like an update on your impressions if anything has changed? I, I guess what I'd say is it's a little bit more positive. What happened is I slowly, slowly got more and more bored of that game and it's uh, and some of those sort of design choices, specifically around the open world. I kept finding myself lacking the motivation to move from A to B, from mission to mission, objective to objective. Maybe it's a tonal issue. It was all a bit one note. I wasn't getting particularly connected uh, or drawn to any of the characters or any of the story beats and threads that were ongoing. And I think the bit that kind of put a bullet in at the time was I got to the end of Act 1, I think it's meant to be. And the the sequences at the end of Act 1 felt like the way the game started to present itself should have happened more towards the tail end of the game. So it's almost like you have what could have theoretically been the ending happening at the end of Act 1, and the game needs to then set up more story threads to keep it going through Act 2, and I presume even Act 3. And I was like, "This is they're really starting to kind of stretch this out in a way that even um, 10 um, hours in... I'm oh, sorry, point, how many acts are there? Three acts. Three, three I believe. Okay, even so- at that point, I thought, wow, they're playing, stretching for time. What I've done this week is I just took a few weeks off, went back to it with an open mind, and I'm enjoying it again. Largely because I still think the combat is very satisfying and they kind of, it's a really nice middle ground for someone like me who can't get into the Soulsborne stuff but likes to feel powerful but also disciplined in a very samurai like way. Um, right. So I'm enjoying that. I guess so the only other thing. Are you going more the 
honourable route or the dishonourable route? Well, this is the thing. It doesn't really fucking matter. Like the protagonist and in the cutscenes uh, and blah, 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 blah. It's all about honour and dishonour. It's all about my father. It's all about the way of the samurai. It's all about you don't stab people in the neck. You don't kill people from behind. But then you get into gameplay terms and nothing fucking matters. Like yeah. at all. Jonesy's just now shared a picture on Discord while we're live of the guy. But Jonesy, we're recording a podcast. <laughs> Some people are just listening to our voices. Why are you sending me a picture of him? Oh, I'm sending you both it because I don't know if it's him. I'm just putting it there. No, that is him. That is him. I will find it for you now because if I Joe add a chair. Joe Mantegna. Joe, Joe Mantegna, that's it. So, Joe Mantegna. M A N T E G N A. Joe Mantegna. Joe Mantegna. And he is in. Mantegna, maybe. Crime, criminal Minds. Criminal Minds. Criminal Minds. Do you know what? Criminal now that I'm looking at him on Google Images, he's a bit of a grey fox now, and, the, and he doesn't really look quite as much like you. Um, well, he's he about 50 years older than Chris as well. Yeah. No, but, but there the was like... That, there was like one picture specifically that looks exactly it's like Dude, it's the one that Jonesy shared from CBS.com. So get me talking about um, Ghost of Tsushima, because I'm quite surprised, because I thought you were really enjoying it, but you... So, do you are you kind of with a lot of those other people that have said it's it does a lot of other stuff that a lot of other games do, but it's just kind of boring and doesn't do anywhere near enough of its own stuff? Because which is what I've heard a lot of criticism. It, know, it, it doesn't do, it, it doesn't do enough of its own stuff. That's right, but it, it, that's not necessarily a like a criticism that I I would s- basically I've been drawn to just as generic open world games before, um, and I think about like. I don't know, this is maybe a bad example because I actually like this game very much, but Assassin's Creed Odyssey was much bigger than Ghost of Tsushima, had a much more sprawling world, and had much more shit in it. It was a far longer game. Like, you could platinum Tsushima in the time it would take to finish Odyssey. Yet there was something about the world of Odyssey, the protagonist, well, at least in the case of uh, 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 Cassandra, perhaps more so than Alexios, the characters you were bumping into along the way, and just some of those narrative threads that were being woven through up until some of them went fucking batshit crazy towards the end, they kept me going in a way that Ghost of Tsushima doesn't quite have the same appeal. I'm down for open world meandering. I'm down for generic, you know, tick the box, icons on a map exploration. I really, I'm not like fussy about that stuff. I'm not one of these guys that every game has to be Breath of the Wild now in 2020. I don't care sometimes. But at the same time, like I was not engaged by that world at all because it just felt like, They've done a very, from an aesthetic point of view and sometimes in a tonal point of view, they've created something quite interesting, but there's no connection between the world and the characters and the ideas. And like Chris was talking there about, are you playing as a good samurai or bad samurai, like disciplined or undisciplined? It doesn't matter. There's no morality system. There are no choices. There's no characters that or interactions that play out differently based on the way you play. All that happens is the game presents itself as a game where you do all these things at once. You do archery, you do sword combat, you do stealth. Yeah. And in the cutscene, regardless of what you did and how honourable you tried to be, Jin will still go, I have disappointed my father. And you're like, well, <laughs> I didn't have a choice. Like, I'm, I'm there, not there going to feel guilty. guilty there is one doing. change, though, Jamie. What? Uh, so the devs came out and said that if you play more dishonorable, that it it rains a lot more. <laughs> what? Okay. See, like, why? Like that's I, I in, think, the, like that's rains and of, it gets dark and shit, so you can do more stealthy but stuff. But that's I guess. that's interesting in the in the oh, only right. ways that Tsushima is interesting. It changes <laughs> the world and makes the world somewhat more built out and fascinating, even just from an aesthetic point of view, and does nothing else. Do you know what a classic example is? Yeah. A lot of the side missions in this game are really cookie-cutter, rinse and repeat. 
Um, okay. But they try through the interactions you have with the quest givers and the people you meet along the way to add some gravitas, some weight to these moments. And one example is I met a woman and the woman said, oh, some bandits have come along and stolen all my food. They've stolen all my rice. Uh, they went that way. And I'm like, okay, classic, you know, side mission. Yeah. Can you go and get my rice back and kill the bandits when you get there? We've, we've yeah. done it a million times over. And yeah, it's, a fetch, it's a fetch quest. Yeah, go there, kill bandits, get rice, bring back rice to lady, have a little conversation, and 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 the lady goes, "Oh, I've had rice for months while she's eating it," <laughs> and then she goes, "Hang on a second, I thought you said these dudes stole your rice," and she was like, "Oh, well, I made that part up, but uh, but uh, you know, there, there were still bandits anyway, right?" And Jin was just like, "You shouldn't have done that," and it's like mission complete, go on with your journey. It's like you're trying you're trying to think of interesting ways to like insert shades of gray into all these scenarios and create like like oh like what's really going on there's a twist in every tale but it's like it, it doesn't mean anything like yeah, life still no goes on there's no consequence to anything in that game and I'm not saying every game like every action in every game needs an an equal and uh equal reaction and blah 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 all that physics shit um, I'm just saying that there occasionally felt a disconnect between like what I was doing and Jean and the world and some of the, the other elements and some of the other characters that meant that when I got to the end of Act 1 and it was like, here's a kind of limp, weak attempt to set up a premise for an Act 2 when the game could have theoretically stretched out the Act 1 into an entire game, I was right. like, I don't need to do more of this. And so I did yeah. for about three weeks. There's a weird thing with that. <laughs> and now I'm doing it again. <laughs> I think the problem the problem they have with that is you can just think of so many games that do it better. And the second that you say that, it's like, well, if there's games that do it better, then they could have just made it better. And they've tr- obviously, I don't know if it's development time or laziness or money or what, but like, why did they feel the need to just inject some well, pointless grey by we, you know, uh, having a bit of a we, we've, we, we, we've got a new story coming up later that suggests it is neither development time nor money. Sure. Um, yeah. So I think it was just kind of like a weird way of saying... What if we create like there was like there were disparate teams as a part of the sucker punch unit, and yeah. I think the combat team were on point and the world team were on point and blah 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 and the writing team struggled. That's my honest right. assessment. Like, as I yeah. just don't, I think the writing and the character characterization and the narrative of Ghost of Tsushima supports or carries the weight of the rest of the game in a way in which like you look at Red Dead Redemption Two or something like that, other open world games, it absolutely does. It's the soul driving force at that point, yeah. and Tsushima doesn't have that. Jonesy, so you're you, like, uh, yeah, sorry. Jonesy, you didn't pick it up, did you? No, I didn't. I, I was tempted, um, but at that time I was I was still playing Last of Us Part 2 and it wasn't something that I was going it to... It's, it's weird actually thinking about it with with The Last of Us Part 2 because I remember it wasn't that long ago that a lot of people were trying to say, compare the two and say one was, a, one was a much better game, talking about Ghost of Tsushima, but it wasn't the darling and that's why it wasn't going to do as well and it was almost had some of its, um, I suppose, what should have been more of a success stolen from it. But now hearing what a lot of people said, especially yeah. you, Jamie, I'm like, it doesn't sound like that's true at all. It sounds like it, yeah. was, it had a fair shake when it came out. Yeah. I, I, I got, from all the stuff that people have been saying, you know, especially coming from Jamie as well, it's it, it's actually, in a way, turned me off the game. Yeah. Not, I didn't not mean like, to do not that. Like, not like a major way, just that it's like, ugh, I don't, you know, if it's, an, if it's a generic open world game, even though it looks cool, I don't need to play it. Like if you're on the fence, it's not going. Everything you've heard isn't going to push you toward buying it. It's going to push you toward going. I'll wait until it's uh, fifteen quid. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. This is absolutely a sale game for me, but it's not a bad game by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, it is a good game. 
in a lot of different ways. Just one that really yeah. struggled to 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 get its claws into me for some reason, to get its yeah. hooks into me. I think these days, though, so many good games available, like, so often, you, it's not good enough to be, like, a good game or an okay game. It needs to be something more than that often to get people to sort of commit. Um, like, I'm, and I'm definitely someone who will buy games that are potentially mediocre. So let oh, me... Oh, Star me Citizen? No, he, he's, How talking, dare he's, you, talk, he's talking about Marvel's Avengers. I'm talking about Marvel's <laughs> Avengers. Like, Here's a, hey, it, like, actually, let, let me put it out that way. Ghost of Tsushima is a better game than Marvel's Avengers. If you're weighing up between <laughs> the two, we don't Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> we don't know yet. I have you got a pretty good. I've got wait. a pretty good idea. Yeah, you're probably right, <laughs> but you know. Um, but, but yeah, though, that's that's neither here nor there. Um, oh. Not by quite an apples and oranges. Yeah, but by sorry, I need to say by and large more, don't I? By, by and large, large, Ghost of Tsushima is a better game. Right. So, did you play anything else then? I played a little bit of a game called Remnant from the Ashes, which was recently made free on the Epic Game Store. Ooh. And that game is interesting. That game is interesting. I know we're about a year behind the pace on that game. That's <laughs> when it came out almost that exactly That one was the year, kind of like um, Dark Souls with guns, right? Yeah, it's a, dark, a heavily Dark Souls-inspired third-person shooter. The Dark Souls inspiration coming from the fact that it's sort of a slightly ambiguous and very dark world with uh, a very disparate smattering of NPCs who usually have a lot of strange and ominous dialogue, uh, extreme difficulty, um, a heavy reliance on not quite animations in the same way that uh, Dark Souls has. Like, I don't think... But there's still kind of like... There's a dodge roll, and the armor you're wearing affects your weight, which affects the speed of your dodge roll, and you're yeah, thinking yeah. about iframes, and it's very difficult, and you heal from an item that has a, a limited amount of uh, uses, and and lots of other Dark Souls-like ideas. There's yeah. even like a bonfire equivalent that like you get to an area, creates a checkpoint, enemies respawn, all those ideas. The thing, other than being a third-person shooter that Ren that tries to do differently, is it's got this idea of, I think they call it dynamic creation or something like that, which is essentially you have these overworld areas that will be the same for everyone. You move through them, you shoot generic fodder enemies, and then you get... To- Chris, Chris, rest his elbows. I'm just, elbows like, I'm just getting comfy, again. guys. Sorry, I'm just getting comfy. Yeah, yeah, buckle up. I'll try and keep this brief. Sorry. Um, then you get to these sort of borderline dungeon-like areas, and that's where the game actually changes and starts to create dungeons dynamically on the fly based on certain almost tile sets and prefab environments. Okay. So that stuff all becomes uh, randomized, as does so not just the layout of the environment, but also the volume of and placement of enemies, the placement of loot and various other things, that all becomes dynamic. And then when you get to the end of that dungeon, you get a boss, and that boss is also, from what I can tell, random. So every single person's journey through Remnant from the Ashes is different, uh, based on a lot of the same ideas, and everyone will get to the same points and story points, and there is a narrative. But it it tries to create a situation where you can literally re-roll your campaign and take your character into a new campaign, which will play out differently. That's pretty. The cool. weird side effect of that, though, is that uh, campaign progress is tied to the host when you're playing a cop. This is a cop game, one to three player, or I guess two to three player cop, I should say. So uh, character progress has taken over, but Jonesy, for example, who played in my game when we streamed it the other day, I was host. My story was progressing, Jonesy's wasn't, but he still has his character. So he will take the dude that he put progress into back into his world and have to do that stuff again. But because of the dynamic shit, it will play out differently. Okay. He will get a different environment, different layout, and a different boss. But your so character Steph, keeps keeps all their like 
loot and stuff, right? You keep your loot. And it's not a loot game in the same way Destiny or Division or Anthem is a loot game. It's much more authored. It's basically bosses drop key items, and those key items are used in the crafting of weapons and armor. But that also creates a situation where you get different drops at different times. Yeah. Steph, for example, had already played some of the game, joined in, played with us. I was hosting, so Steph did shit he'd already done and then fought a different boss. Yeah, okay, I got you. Got a different item from the different boss, got a different reward as a result of that. So, yeah, it's in, it's interesting. Um, no, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. I love it. I love it. After uh, all that, yeah, I don't like uh, it. No, like, do you know what? It's, it was fine. Uh, we, when we played it, I actually, it was quite fun. <laughs> the, the mechanics and the characters and the way that you play and everything is quite fun in, the, when it, in, its, in its construction, and I liked it. But the reason I don't play that sort of game, I don't play Dark Souls, I don't play Bloodborne, I'm not about to start, is because, like, I don't know, it lacks so much of what I need in a game, I think, for me. Like that idea of grinding out a boss, restarting the thing, going back, increasing, you, you know, making your weapons better to do it again. I'm like, nah, thank you. No, I'm all right. <laughs> oh, well, then, then definitely don't play Monster Hunter. Hey, I don't, I don't think Joji was yeah, planning no, on no, it. I wasn't going to play Monster Hunter. <laughs> I, I'll be honest, See, but- I, I agree with a lot of what Joji said. I don't like the same stuff, and that, that it was a cause of frustration at certain points. Yeah, fair. But then there's, I, said, I played the, what's the Monster Hunter light game that um, Epic had? Oh, Dauntless. 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 Dauntless is a great game. I had a lot of fun with Dauntless. But um, just kind of get bored with that gameplay like loop after a while as well because you end up fighting the same things again and again to grind to get your loot and kind of over that as well. Yeah, I think I you know what, now that you mentioned it, I had a better time than I thought I would with Dauntless as well. Maybe because I was like slightly better, more easily impressed because it was entirely free to play. Yeah, um, yeah. right. Maybe. Yeah, Dauntless wasn't bad. But yeah, Remnant from the Ashes, free on the Epic Game Store, probably still uh, as people are listening to this, and if it's not free. Now, then, Enter the Gungeon will be free, and that's also a good game. So, oh, now, now we're talking. That's a game, yeah. boys. Regardless of when you sit down to listen to this uh, crazy podcast that we haven't really got anywhere after an hour <laughs> of recording, uh, there's probably something worth downloading for free on Epic. So, go and have a look. Hey, it does like not there's nothing, nothing worth it in this. In this, up until now, people have, have learned and listened and been entertained. We've by spent a, number a combined of four hours Googling stuff. That's so far. <laughs> Finding out about Joe Mantegna and what was the other thing? Oh, Sleaze Bagano. Sleaze Bagano. Sleaze Bagano. <laughs> wow. Okay, well, look, you, you spoke about Kosa Tsushima, and I said how I it, it all the stuff coming out of it, even though it's kind of like critically acclaimed, but there's some issues with it, it kind of put me off playing it. But there's been some some developments, fellas, that is making me want to jump right into it eventually when it comes out because uh sucker punch have shown off ghost of tsushima legends right which is basically a free download for everyone that owns the game and it's a separate mode it doesn't follow the original character doesn't follow Jin or any of his companions or indeed that story and instead it's a co-op game focused on four warriors of legendary status uh and oh yeah and and i guess like in, in a foil to what goes to Tsushima and it's kind of based in, in you know, a grounded reality, this one is more haunting and fantastical because it's inspired by Japanese folktales and mythology. So kind of going like, I don't know, I guess a Neo-esque kind of style, Sekiro. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I think this looks fucking cool. It looks... And, and the weird thing now is I'm looking at all of these games and these experiences differently, right? Because I now hear two to four player co-op with pre-made character classes. And I'm immediately thinking, I'm going to stream that with you guys. Yeah, I know what you mean. Do you know what's it, funny it, is if they'd have gone with that as the um, as the game was that, um, I think I, I would have had much more like, I probably would have bought it much sooner than I probably would get Tsushima just because I like the idea of that world and how it looks and that fighting style. And then I yeah, can start to think of... It, it's hard though, Jonesy, right? Because it's so different. But it's, yeah, it's like so it's, question, it's like an entirely right? different oh, game, yeah. right? It's, it's basically it's saying like here's this different game, but it's just based on the same engine. That's effectively mm. what they've said. I but I actually think this is sorry, to, Jonesy. I, I was going to say it. almost conversely, I actually think this is the best of both worlds, which is that in spite of some of the things I just said um, yeah. about Ghost of Tsushima, one of the things I did like about it was that this was a samurai game. That had it didn't have an asterisk next next to it that said, "Oh yeah, and by the way, halfway through the game you start fighting monsters." Like <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima is a samurai game that's about samurais, and yes, Jin, you know, can get led to places by the wind, and yes, he kind of implies that he can talk to foxes, and there are some <laughs> weird fantastical elements to it. Um, you just but, find out that he's been smoking like fucking angel dust. Or I mean, there there is there is a, a hallucination mission, weirdly enough. But it, it never goes full on like, yeah, now you're fighting Japanese folklore demons. It leans yeah. into that, that mythical stuff in a way that's interesting without ever going full, you know. Do you remember when the Uncharted games were like, and now you're fighting weird ancient blue people? Oh, like yeah. Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> yeah, Ghost of Tsushima never, never, never does that, to my knowledge at least, and I'm super glad for it. But the fact that we can explore that in a separate mode with friends as well, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I think that's the best of both worlds in a way. I think it's a very smart move. Very, yeah. very smart move. Uh, and that will launch later this year. So when that launches, I will pick up Ghost of Tsushima. And it's not to say that I won't try the single-player element when I buy it. Of course I will. Uh, and I'll probably enjoy it for what it is, but I have a feeling I'm going to be like you, Jamie, and I'm going to fall off of it quite quickly and not complete it. It seems like a, a game that I would not complete. It's an, it's a, I have a question around the, um, the card, though, because I'd love to know what you're doing. Because if you're obviously... Biting I shit. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. So I can't imagine they're getting you to do the same sort of side questy stuff that they get in the no. Jamie was talking about. So it's going to be quite different. So I'm definitely interested to see what yeah. they actually do I, with it. I wonder if they go the, funny enough, the Monster Hunter route. Because as a free add-on, you can't imagine that they're going to spend a lot of time with like the story and this, that, the other of this game. Right. But I would imagine it's saying like, hey, pick one of these four characters you and your friends go and fight these mythical creatures. Boom. Yeah. 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 From what I understand, like, I don't think there's an open world element to this. I think they've created bespoke missions that are designed to be approached from co-op. Like, there's been reference to some survival stuff, like survival star missions. And I believe the word raids was invoked at some point in oh, one okay. of their press oh, releases. Okay. Um, I don't know how much we should read into that. I was actually going to... Try and fact check that on the fly, but then oh, I, who's again, googling now, yeah, you bitch? Yeah, <laughs> deal with it. I'm I'm googling. Let, I'm gonna Google, Google bitch. Out there. Let me put it out there right now. A Ghost of Tsushima um, battle royale. Imagine that with like a hundred or people, just a hundred samurais running at each other. other out. <laughs> so so here, here you go. So as you, as we said, it's groups of two to four players. Yeah, there are um, four different classes: samurai, hunter, ronin, or assassin. Um, which again suggests that there's no real character progression. You're just choosing a preset thing. Yeah. So with with up to with two players, 
you can play a series of co-op story missions building on the foundation of combat from the single-player campaign, campaign, but with new magical twists that often require careful synchronization with your partner. With four players, you'll be able to take on wave-based survival missions. Oh. And then if you can best the story and survival missions, you may be confident enough to take on the four-player raid that will arrive shortly after the Ghost yeah. of Tsushima Legends, the launch of Legends, sending you and your partners to an entirely new realm to challenge a brutal, terrifying enemy. So oh, it's like wow, co- okay. co- court missions, cop survival, and then a raid. Okay, so I, I was wrong. Fair enough. I'll put my hands up and say, yeah, cool. That, no, that raid could still have monster hunter elements if you're going to challenge a new enemy. I don't know. In a separate world, it definitely sounds a bit yeah. like that, doesn't it? I it's feel like we spent one. the last half an hour shitting on Ghost of Tsushima, and I don't, I don't like that. It doesn't deserve that. I just, I just I fell know, off I don't, it. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's come across as you shitting on it. Just more, more like it's a Critique. bit middling. Critiquing it. It's not even that it's middling. It's above average. Like it's good. It's better than middling. It, I just didn't. It just didn't like. Get it hooks into it. me. It's no, I, I do want to play it. I've come back to. It. I'm playing it right now. <laughs> right. Well, not right now. But... <laughs> I'm playing it right now. Uh, anyway. Right. Okay. Well, look. Let's move on because. Uh, Can I just say I'm on the most uncomfortable chair in the world? Just yeah. yeah is is it a throne on. of flies? No. Does it isn't. Have a, it's wait. just a really uncomfortable wooden chair. Does it have a back to it? It does, yeah. Okay, weird. Yeah, got it back to it as well. Look, Whoop. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, well, mine you can see the headrest, so I can I can do this. Ah. Nice. How dare you? I'm okay. I'm in, full of, I'm in Stephen Hawking mode. Oh my god! All right. What is he dead? Give, yeah. Yes. Oh my bad. Give us give us your best Stephen Hawkins. Pizza, pizza. Bad. <laughs> Wasn't bad. Uh, I don't know. Right. Okay. So from one game announcement to another game announcement, uh, something that we've known about for quite a long time. Actually, it's been like a fucking week of game teasers, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. uh, so Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War has been announced. Now, we had heard of this and the idea that it was probably set in Cold War, even the idea that it would be called Black Ops Cold War. And hey, guess what? It's called Black Ops Cold War. Um, they can't keep anything secret these days, can they? Every time they, yeah. uh, they I think, want to release anything, it's oh, really but, known about. But we we know firsthand that they purposefully don't keep things secret and they let people leak a whole bunch of their shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's that's yeah. part of their marketing plan. Leaks, but, for better or worse, are part of people's marketing plans. The logo Do- leaked through Doritos, I think it was. Something like that. <laughs> right. Like, to give you an idea. I have, yeah. I, have a, I have a slight conspiracy theory that one of the reasons they do that is because um, if everyone reacts really badly and says they hate the idea of it, then they change it and they go, we were never going to do that anyway. It was a, it was yeah, a maybe. rumor and you were wrong. <laughs> because no, you were bang on, but, they, but when you didn't like it, they changed it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so first teaser trailer has dropped for Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. And for my sins, I thought it was pretty fucking cool. Uh, it didn't show any gameplay. Uh, it just kind of, you know what it actually reminded me of? It reminded me of some of the uh, all-time conspiracies videos that I've edited. <laughs> ah, Joel, I thought the same thing. Yeah, it's like text going on and then fucking the screen glitches and it turns into like, you know, the white text changes to red Russian, Russian text. And you're like, ah, I've done something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I th- yeah. But it, it, it almost had, it had a really cool like premise behind it where it's like saying, Oh no, a Russian spy has infiltrated uh, the American government and is destabilizing it from the inside. And the whole destabilization thing takes like 10 to 15 years. 
it's a really cool premise but what struck me about it was it's very not call of duty like how are they gonna do like a fucking call of duty game out of that i mean concept i i I wouldn't say it's not call of duty because i think it is quite black ops one in a weird way wouldn't you say yeah, like, potentially. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like at the end of the day, that what they're going to do is they're going to find ways to extrapolate. You know, oh, yeah, of course they will. Intense. Go, go, go to Cuba and fucking gun down everyone there. You know. Well, yeah, you li- you you literally do do that in one of the Black Ops games, don't yeah, you? Yeah, you go and yeah. shoot Castro. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like yeah, they'll they'll find ways, but at the same time, like a, as a teaser trailer, an early premise, I was like. Yeah, I can see how they might try and make a Black Ops game. I don't know what they're gonna like. Whether that is it, Perseus, the name of the code name. Perseus, for the, yeah. Yeah, Perseus I don't know whether is the they, spy that's meant to have infiltrated yeah. the US. But I think yeah. is re- who was real and was also never found. So, but then also like the the idea of the Black Ops stuff is it's shit that you weren't meant to know about, which yeah. means they have creative license to make it all up. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, because yeah. because it's all like, hey, this was redacted. No one knew about this. What do the numbers mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I, th- I thought it was it was cool. And like I said, maybe I just like it because it just reminded me of the old school uh, all time conspiracies videos. Um, but what's interesting was uh, the trailer was timed with members of the COD community competing in a multi day ARG uh, in Warzone, which you know we we heard about the fucking key cards and the bunkers, and I think now there's a fucking a missile that's come come out of the I think some park or some shit. I don't fucking know. Right? Imagine but it's if interesting. they have a missile in the war zone and it and it literally blows up the whole of war zone and the game they're, is they're, over. They're going to do something up. like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna, then, uh, they've got to bridge the gap between like modern warfare and, and cold war for war zone, right? Like, yeah, no, they we, kill we just, war zone. They kill it. It's dead. It's nuked, and then they move on to uh, no, Jonesy. It just starts cold snowing, war. and it's like it's the cold war zone. <laughs> I'd love it if they. It was a pun. That's what they did with it, dude. If it's that, that is the biggest fucking. <laughs> Dad gaming move of the century. There you go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the uh, full reveal will happen on August 26th, fellas. Uh, it's going right. to be a busy couple of weeks, isn't it? Yeah. But then Dude, again, I don't know is. what full reveal means. Is that Are they going to show off the gameplay? Are they going to show off a trailer? The I mean, thing is that, that we're so late into the year for the kind of pod reveal life cycle that actually they, they probably do, do just have to kind of like Drop Dump their everything. pants and just drop their yeah. load entirely, right? But but I, but I feel like you look at the traditional COD cycle and they announce normally, is it during the NBA finals? They've d- previously done their kind of announcement spots. Yeah, because they had like basketball players wearing the cap for like... Uh, Black Ops 4. Black Ops 4, yeah. Yeah. And then there's often showing gameplay or some kind of additional trailer during E3. I think what, we, what we're seeing now and what the ARG stuff was kind of a hint at is that... With this, with some exceptions, like you've got Jeff Keighley's uh, Gamescom opening night live and shit like that still to come. But we're we're reaching the end of the period during which there are events that you can tie announcements and trailers and and reveals to. And what Call of Duty yeah. have leaned into quite heavily this year, more so than ever before, is what if we were our own marketing machines? And namely, yeah. what if Warzone, which in being free to play has been probably the most successful single component to a Call of Duty game in recent memory. Uh, was our yeah. marketing tool, and you can't blame them for that. It's the the it's a not just a massive audience, but it's a, is it captive audience? Is that the term? Yeah, captive audience yeah. for sure. So like 
like why not? I could see them absolutely doing some crazy bullshit where that something blows up in Warzone and the map changes and it's all tied into this. You know that we're already in a situation where we're forced to watch the cutscene for every new season <laughs> at the beginning of every like they're Without already being forcing able to fucking skip it. Right, you, they're on skipper. We're already forced to watch those videos. What's a, what's a fucking trailer for the next game to them nothing yeah and, and that's how they're going to do it aren't they they're, they're going to debut it inside warzone I, I remember reading that somewhere maybe like i mean warzone, you, we've, warzone got, keeps we've got going fortnite regardless. to thank for that i mean yeah and it's fortnite's done some cool shit but fortnite's never had to release a sequel and now call of duty does call of duty needs to bridge the gap where it says thank you to the tens of millions of people who've downloaded this free thing would you consider buying this paid thing yeah um it, and how it does that you know it, well, it's kind of new ground fair, for the series but with Call of Duty, it's like everyone already buys it. <laughs> like, no, but the, but the issue that like they're having is what I'm saying is more people are playing Warzone than ever play, than play Call of Duty. Sure, yeah. The yeah. numbers are the now beginning to dwarf it because obviously it's free. Um, it's free, yeah. Yeah, but you also got to think you, that like the yeah. majority of people playing Warzone. Well, okay, not the majority. That's probably unfair. But the additional people over a traditional COD release, they are playing it because it's free, and they're not playing it because they care about COD. Yeah. So. It's almost like, I don't know, it's an interesting case but, study. I, well, I guess what I'm saying is, can they now leverage the degree to which people care about Warzone to sell Black Ops Cold War? Because Modern Warfare came out before Warzone, Warzone came out after the fact. Yeah. Now is their opportunity to say, oh, this operator, or these skins, or these weapons, they're exclusive if you also own the full version of the game. Yeah. Uh, Black Ops Cold War this is. And they've tried to do some of that with Modern Warfare, selling it after the fact, but this is their opportunity to build the full-on publicity cycle and the hype cycle and the marketing plan around the game within Warzone, which, as we said, is a massive and captive audience, you know? Yeah, sure. More people are playing Warzone than buy Call of Duty. More people are playing Warzone than watch Call of Duty trailers. Like, it's a yeah. huge audience, and it's their audience, so they've got to use it. I think I think it'll be interesting. It's definitely going to be the future of COD is from this. But I wonder, I wonder how smart they're going to be in that integration of trying to convert those people that are in Warzone for Warzone, not for COD. So do they do do they advertise? So they're obviously going to advertise in the game as buy now because that's what they do. If you just download Warzone, you can buy. There's a big thing saying buy Modern Warfare, right? Yeah. And the, and they list the perks that you get in Warzone for buying that. Yeah. You would assume that they're going to do the same thing for this. They're going to be like, Cold Wars here, these are the perks if you buy this game and how it directly relates to Warzone. So it, it'll be interesting to see how they capitalize on that and if they innovate on it any further than what they've done already. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's, that's the thing that's we'll the biggest see. question as well is how that all fits together, right? It's how they do all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Keen to, keen to see. Well, I have to ask though, who's playing Warzone who's ne- who is like... Oh, I've never bought a COD game. I didn't know if I'd like it. Well, come on, man! Like five million people. That's what I mean. But how? Like how have they <laughs> how have they got into this position? It's like, it's oh, because it's be, it's because your friends are playing it. Oh, may, well, maybe 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 your yeah. friends yeah. are playing. Yeah. Your your yeah. friends are playing online, and and you're like, oh, I want to play games with my friends, and they're like, oh, well, we're not playing these games that we usually play. We're just playing Warzone because we're fucking yeah. mental. I think and the only like, okay. game might. The only games I buy every year, pretty much without fail, are, are the COD games. I think. There you go. You know, yeah, it also, but it also feels like Warzone has created a situation where the attachment rate to the Call of Duty game is lo- longer than it ever has been before. You know, we have right, yeah, the yeah. reason we have made it to August, and it doesn't feel like there's an awkward silence around the next Call of Duty game, is because of Warzone. 
Because yeah, Call of Duty right. continues to dominate the conversation, continues to dominate what people are playing, what people are streaming, and so on and so forth. This is the most relevant they've ever been this late in the cycle. Well, you know? it was the case until Fall Guys, but there you go. Well, yeah, <laughs> Fall Guys is, is, is having an interesting little uh, moment in the spotlight. Yeah. Um, I, I would be interested cool. to see, like, ha- have they... Have they... Oh, fuck, how can I say this? Is Warzone too big a success to, like, is the success of Warzone going to diminish the success of Black Ops Cold War? Like, I'd be interested to know. Potentially. Like, are, are people not going to be interested in it anymore because they're just interested in Warzone? I mean, you obviously you're going to have already, that core. Right? Yeah, you're going to have that core group, obviously. But, like, especially if you think of a COD game. COD game comes out, people are like, yeah, okay, it's got the, the, the single player, but the multiplayer is really what people go there for. But if Warzone is the you know, maybe seen as the better iteration of that multiplayer formula, then do people really care all that much about Black Ops Cold War? I wonder. I'm not saying either way. I mean, I'm not putting my No, I 100% get where you're coming from. Yeah. The the, the feeling I get is that there is still a huge uh, appeal to a new Call of Duty title. There's still a huge audience for it. I don't know that there are that many people out there that say... I'm playing Warzone and it's free and I'm getting my Call of Duty filled so I don't need to buy the new one. There are probably some people in that situation. But then yeah. Call of Duty probably look at that and say, hey, they're still in our ecosystem. They're still buying our season passes oh, and spending yeah, money totally. on microtransactions. Like, Warzone like a, a is win's Warzone. a win. Right. Like there's probably people at Activision who prefer Warzone players to um, to you know people who buy the, the latest release because they make more money from them in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. I just wonder if it's the beginning of the end for uh, single player. I don't cards. know because Obviously. we've already we've already had a Call of Duty without a single player campaign, and now they yeah, but it was it back no, nowhere to... near as successful as this, dude. No, because but then they put it back. But I don't, I don't know. I, I see again. <laughs> I see where you're coming from, but also like the Black Ops Cold War stuff and that that style of trailer and this style of launch. Like I, I think you don't lean that heavily into that era and those ideas unless you've got a campaign that the campaign still in my mind, leads the direction and leads the tone yeah. and the, the yeah, feel sure. of the game. And then yeah. the multiplayer and now Warzone, I guess, follow. Yeah. yeah. Um, was, yeah. I wonder what's interesting is you might start to see a reverse of that because now with the success of Warzone, you, they might get to a point where they know what they want to do with the Maybe. Warzone. And so that has an effect on how they then, um, how they what story they tell in the actual um, campaign. Yeah. So it's interesting how can each kind of knock on for the other. Also, you've got to keep in mind that Black Ops uh, Cold War was in development for however long it was. And and Warzone, like, so Warzone comes out, but COD games are still in development. So yes. there needs to be a well, cycle where those COD games come out before a new strategy is, is brought up, right? This one, of course, being slightly different because this yes, is the one yeah. where, <laughs> was it Sledge, Sledge, Sledgehammer Games one was cancelled? And Activision went to Treyarch and said, please make another Black Ops, which is why we have two years between Black Ops and Black Ops rather than three years, which it should have been. Which is, again, creates all kinds of interesting theories around maybe that's why we haven't seen this game yet. Like, this is the (laughs) most, like, is this the most rushed Call of Duty we've ever had, which is kind of hard to believe. But again, that's what the rumors suggest. I don't know. So many, I'm glad that we have interesting unanswered questions around Call of Duty again. Yeah, because then it, it keeps us in a job, right? Uh, yeah. A job. <laughs> fucking 
Because well, the, uh, imagine the, if the flip side of this was like Sledgehammer Games' Call of Duty World War Two Two, <laughs> World War Four. Yeah, World, World War Four. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. All right. Well, anyway, moving on to another game that is being teased: uh, the the fucking Warner Brothers uh, Montreal Batman game. Yeah. Being teased ahead of the DC Fandom. The Fandom. Fandom. The Fandom. That just sounds like I'm having a, a fucking. Every time I say the Fandom, it sounds like I'm having a fucking. Get your tickets to the Fandom. Fandom. Uh, so DC, obviously, well, Warner Brothers, I guess, uh, released this uh, trailer for the DC Fandom. Uh, it's kind of a little bit of a hype trailer. I know, Jamie, you were kind of. Big on board on it. I'm embarrassed by how much I watched that, and I was like, "Okay, fine. I'll come to the I'll come to the fandom. Get me my ticket to the fandom. Fine." Um, but yeah, yeah, as part of the DC fandom, they're going to be discussing a whole bunch of uh, DC films, TV shows, games, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and of course, the main one that everyone wants to know about is this uh, Warner Brothers WB Montreal game, which is meant to be following the Court of Owls kind of storyline. Uh, but, you know, we don't have any definitive answers to this fucking question, I guess. Um, but it's almost like they're doing this little bit of an ARG uh, where Warner Brothers Montreal released a tweet. I mean, they've been tweeting for nigh on almost a year now, on and off. But now they've really ramped it up to a proper ARG where they're releasing some flashing images and people can kind of like decipher shit and then go to a site and enter in stuff and it reveals some more of a map. And I think one of the bad guys has been revealed, which would be Two-Face, uh, a bunch of flashing symbols pointing towards potentially different factions from Gotham City, ranging from the Court of Isles to, you know, the good old uh, GCPD. Uh, but the game will be reportedly be called Batman Gotham Knights. I, I, I don't mind that name. It's interesting. Uh but the, the plural on knights is, a, is an interesting one. No, it's just like so little known about this game, isn't there? Uh, there was well, a second Twitter handle, which was at redacted, but with like a bunch of threes in it, uh, is continuing to tease the game leading up to the fandom. I guess like when the fandom opens its virtual doors, we'll know a lot more. But there we go. Hopefully. Yeah. What, what are you guys uh, taking on this one? It's been a fucking long time coming. Sure has. I think when they first announced the fandom, right, we all looked at that and said, okay, fine, that's when we'll find out about the DC stuff. But that doesn't mean that the last couple of weeks and even to an extent said the last year haven't been strange for the life of not just this game, but also Rocksteady's Suicide Squad game, which we'll also see more of yeah. at the yeah. fandom. But, like, I remember <laughs> when we were still at... Um, ATG and like uh, Jeff Keighley's Game Awards was coming up and there were some weird rumours that, that uh, Warner Brothers Montreal had tweeted out some cryptic stuff just before the Game Awards and people thought we were going to be seeing it then and of course the whole e quote-unquote not-quite E3 period went by and still nothing and then the yeah. fandom got announced everyone said oh it's going to be there and now they're doing cryptic tweets again like, I think at a certain point when we know it's probably called Gotham Knights where we know it's going to base itself on the Court of Owls storyline and they're going to be an antagonistic presence where we yeah. know that one of the ideas is going to it's going to feature people like Batgirl and Robin and Nightwing and people like that and there's going to be some idea of a group of protagonists rather than just the Dark Knight on his own to to continue doing like ARG Twitter stuff just it, at some point it felt redundant it was like <laughs> 
literally just wait two more days and just show off a trailer. Like, yeah. it's another Batman game. We're all excited, sure, but it's like, like, what are we doing here, folks? Whereas like Rocksteady, who have been shrouded in mystery for the last fucking five years, and now we know they're making a Suicide Squad game, which is a new kind of, a new take on a different IP and a new yeah. franchise for them. They're the ones that are just like, yeah, it's a Suicide Squad game. Come to the fandom. <laughs> when Warner Brothers yeah, exactly. Montreal are in the corner, like, oh, what, what, what are we doing with our Batman game? It's like, it, you mean, yeah, you just said it yourself. It's a Batman game. <laughs> I know you took the word Arkham out of the title, but like, like how special? You were the guys who made Arkham Origins. How? But what? What are we doing here? What are we doing here? I, I, for I, me, like the idea that those were to the two ends of the spectrum, like the Batman game gets an, a year-long ARG and Suicide Squad game gets a tweet. I'm like, what's yeah, going all, on? All, all leading to the same event where the same thing is going to happen, where they show off the right. trailer and they talk about the game. I have, I have, I don't know. I have some sympathy for um, uh, Warner Brothers Montreal in this, like because <laughs> ARGs. I love in a good ARG. Even like you know, you can either follow it too closely or you can sort of follow it along the periphery, completely ignore it. It's just like an extra bit of fun to add into a whole marketing campaign. And I think it's quite a. I, I quite like the cyberpunk one that they were doing along with that. It's just something to keep some people Look, engaged as you go along. And the only yeah. reason they're getting called out for it at this point is because. Um, like you said, they're doing it and um, for their game, but um, it's not being done for the Suicide Squad game. If it was a completely different game, if it was a completely different, like, wasn't even related, if it wasn't even DC related, you wouldn't be saying the same thing. You wouldn't be no, uh, no, having a go what, about their the, the issue, ARG. The issue here is not that ARGs are bad. <clears throat> the issue here is that, like, an entire fucking calendar year ago, Warner Brothers Montreal were like, what could we be teasing? <sighs> And the whole world went, oh, it's a, Bat- it's a Batman game about the Court of Owls storyline. And then they were like, see you later. Then they disappeared for 10 months and came back going, what could we be teasing? But Through a fucking, the, AIG- the most cringing sounding Twitter hound of the world, redacted. And it's like, we get it. It's still a Batman game about the Court of Owls storyline. Like, what... What, 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 what do you think fun. your ARG is? It's no, but it's not. Fun. It doesn't yes, it lead is. anywhere because it's it still promoting matter. the same fucking Batman game from last year. I, I don't think it matters. I think they're a bunch of nerds who want to have like this, like fun, stupid little ARGs that don't mean anything in the great scheme of things. Don't go anywhere, but they appeal to a certain audience. And I, hey, I'm I am all for ARGs. I'm never going to sit down and work but, with the crew. No, but never it, it, by definition, stuff, it's a bad ARG because the end of the ARG a year ago was they're making. A Batman game. The end of the ARG this week was they're still making a Batman game. It's not an ARG <laughs> that told us or taught us anything. Like you can show your weird, you could flickery videos. I think you can say that about so many of the ARGs that come out though. They don't really show you anything. They and the only things they do show are often so kind of. Um, I agree with that so to an spe- extent. They're so specific to sort of certain aspects of a game or whatever that only a real small subsection of the people who are going to even play that game even give a shit about. I, th- I think it appeals to a certain market. I can't. But I kind of get it. Is the difference this, Jonesy? Because <clears throat> if if you're following this ARG, that the way I see it is, AR, you, you'll do an ARG and it'll unlock a trailer, let's say, right? And yeah. then that trailer is kind of given to the world, but people work towards that. Whereas if everyone on the planet has a gun to their head and says, "Don't you dare fucking play this ARG," we're still gonna get the trailer in. Like a couple of days, exactly. So, it so, so there's has no meaning. so there's there's zero point right. to this particular Hence ARG. Bad ARG. 
But I kind of if, feel if like it, that seems it doesn't the same even... with any ARG I've ever seen. They don't, no, no, they just don't see usually look at ARGs look, relate like build up to something and then yeah. something is released. The, new, the new story we li- the, the new story we literally just uncovered talked about was the Call of Duty community completing a multi-day ARG inside Warzone that led to the release of an unlisted trailer for the new game. I don't believe for one second that that trailer wasn't uh, was only released because people solved. You're such Warzone. a fucking corporate cuck. Everything's tinfoil <laughs> hat with you, man. Like those like, are two operators. Like, as soon as you're as soon as you're back to cuck no, with my tinfoil hat, in, uh, you're both. As soon as you're really back into as soon as Call of Duty War, Call of Duty Warzone would not have released that. Uh, trailer as soon as you're given stuff. as soon as you're given a black and white no example way, of man. what a good ARG can be, you you're like, oh, it must be not real then. That was a great ARG, but I don't think that you can, I don't think that realistically they have this stuff hidden and then if nobody found it, they would never release it. Agreed, they would wait agreed. Months until they released it. They agreed. Would, they would probably have, they would probably get streamers to go into Warzone. But at least it, at least it led to something. So at least it led to something. We don't have yeah, to entertain no, the true, hypothetical true, of what true. would Call of Duty have done if no one found it. They did find it, and they gave us something. With this Batman shit, every single time someone tweets out from this redacted account, someone figures out the code or what you have to do within thirty seconds. And guess what? <laughs> the end of the guess what the answer is? It's still a Batman game that we knew about a year ago. What's the <laughs> point? I think I this. I mean, this one is not a strong one. I will give you that. It is. It does seem like the whole thing is leading up. See, I wouldn't even say it's leading up to the. Um, hey, we announced the game. It's almost like it's just leading up to the fandom, which obviously everyone knows about. Because right. it doesn't. It seems even slightly worse than that. But I, I do think that it's just like a bit of fun. And you've got they've got twenty thousand people following that Twitter account who are like, oh, what's happening now? I, those, I don't. I don't. I, I, I don't I, think those people are thinking what's happening now. The, the idea to me that we are going to go into this weekend. And this calendar of the fandom is going to say Rocksteady's Suicide Squad game and unannounced Marvel Warner Brothers Games Montreal title is is ludicrous to me. It's, it's I suppose I suppose I kind of feel like if you only ever had good versions of something, you you wouldn't appreciate the really good ones. Hey, I kind ah. of don't mind the slightly shitty, mediocre, miss the mark ones because I kind of like at least they're trying. Like, do you know what and, I mean? And, at least and do, you know what, do you know what I will also say? Is oh, there's there's a still a five maybe even seven percent chance that this week this time next week excuse me I have to come on here and eat my hat when Warner Brother, Brothers Games Montreal reveal that actually the ARG was all a bait and switch to make you think they're making a Batman game where they've <laughs> actually made something completely different and it's not Batman and it's not Court of Owls and it's not called Gotham Knights. If they do something like that, then fair play to them, and I'm the biggest mug on planet Earth. But if <laughs> that, they, would be, that but would definitely be interesting. If they release sure. a trailer, if they if if the untitled Warner Brothers Games Montreal reveal becomes Batman Gotham Knights, a Batman game where the are set in like alongside the, uh, I'm forgetting all the bloody words. Lads. <laughs> what are they called? The the bats, the owls, the Court of Owls, Court of Owls, Owls. the bloody fucking flying things, (laughs) Court of Bats storyline, and the idea is that it's called the Gotham Knights because Batman's fighting alongside Batgirl and Robin and blah 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 blah. That I'm just gonna sigh and then begin looking forward to that game. I tell you what, I I would also eat my hat if it got to uh, the 22nd and they said, "Sorry, we can't show you the trailer because the guys didn't solve the ARG in time." (laughs) So um, you you gotta wait. Uh, uh, what a what a funny fun time we're living in. I'm, I'm just sure glad I've got front row seats at the fandom at this point. <laughs> so what is fun is that they just released a uh, a brand new bit for the ARG, the third. <laughs> oh part. no! Oh, what here we, we go. Tell, we... tell me, what, what does it reveal, Alex Jones? No, sorry, Chris, uh, that's redacted. 
Oh, right. No, it doesn't. It don't think it, so. They don't reveal anything. They bet they say. Oh, they don't reveal anything. None of oh. them, but none of them have. They always they all just kind of say um, once. There's four steps, and it's like you're nearly at the next step, but obviously it's leading up to the 21st, which is the day before the 22nd, which is the fandom. So it's kind of like yeah, they tweeted <laughs> 21 minutes ago good. saying look closer with look having two O's in it and closer having an O and a, a zero and a five and a three in it. And then eight twenty two twenty DC Fandom. So it was, oh. it was a, if you go to redacted.com and you enter all the codes that they've been releasing, it just gives you a little, a little gif. And the third one says, third time's a charm. <laughs> so there you go. Okay, cool. DC Fandom. Move, moving on to something that's uh, not an ARG, but just as cryptic is uh, potentially... An online retailer has listed that there may or may not be a Prince of Persia remake, Alex Jones, coming <gasps> oh November twentieth to Switch and PS4. This, so this, I love these because what this was like a what a Guatemalan retailer called Max, I think it was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Guatemalan right. retailer. Because you see, we, like, we've already said about it, okay, and my tin for hat on and off, um, or how, you know, sometimes I've got it on, sometimes I haven't, but. There are definitely leaks, like we've said, where people yeah. leak stuff on purpose to kind of get information out there and they go, oh, it was leaked. But you then have these awesome cases where random retailers around the world will too early put something online and, and then obviously really piss off the parent company who are like, yeah. what are you doing? No, you're, um, you're right. Like like Ubisoft are not part of their plan to release this. is not by having a Guatemalan <laughs> e-store kind of... <laughs> Putting up a list. Who took it down almost like really quickly as well after it got called out? They brought, they must have had a very angry phone call telling them to take down the image. It was it was Eve. Yeah. Eve was on the phone. I cannot believe these Guatemalan retailers stolen my surprise. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's which. Yeah, this was this was uh, a fun one for sure. Uh, you looking forward to it, Jonesy? Do, do you know what? I'm like I said to you guys. I'm too. I'm not going to allow myself to look forward to it just in case it is one of a few different possibilities, right? It's a straight yeah. remaster, which I'll play, but it's not enough. Like, sure. I, need, I need more. Yeah, so, um, so one, of the, one of the things, the thinking is that it's going to be a, remar- uh, a remaster of the trilogy, the original yes. trilogy. Uh, and that, like, it's November, right? If I get to play a remaster of the original trilogy on my PlayStation 5, I'll be psyched. Um, oh, dude, Switch for me, I'd be like all over there. That's yeah, the, 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 two, re- the two retail listings were Switch and PS4 for what that's they, worth. Yeah. Uh, PS4, sorry, PS4. Yeah. Um, obviously, weird time. Like, I, I don't like it when they do this because I'll be thinking hardcore PlayStation 5. Obviously, I will be able to play it on my PlayStation 5 anyway, which would be nice if it's on the Yeah, with the, with the PlayStation 4 controller. Like with a PlayStation 4 controller, yes, yes. One of the few games I could, so there you go. Um <laughs> The thing, okay, the thing that worries me, and you guys are like, don't worry about it, this isn't going to happen, but uh, just in case, I'm getting ready for the fact that they are going to remar- remake the shitty 2008 cell shaded Prince of Persia <laughs> new direction thing they did, which I hated. Uh, I, I'm, I, oh, I'm kind of hoping that they do, because then yeah, I, I want to see you go on yeah. a fucking rampage. I'm, I'm hoping they do, because it's, it, it's a perfectly good game. It's, it's not, it's crap. Ju- it's, wow. ju- it's, just, it's just as good as those other Prince of Persia. 
It's oh just, it's just different. You are, you are it, winding Jonesy up now. Do you know, why, just, do you know just, why he thinks that? Because he was seven years old when it came out and he was like, yeah, this is oh, great. Oh, I, I love was this. Not, I, was, I, I was not seven years old. Although I will Little say it was seven like... seven-year-old Jamie was probably nah. psyched. No, do you know what it was? It's because Prince of Persia went in a direction where like, they were trying to do sort of like the lifelike stuff. The prince became an emo. What was the song <laughs> they were using in the trailers? Godsmack. Oh, Godsmack, Godsmack. Yeah. Jonesy, second, that, that era of Jonesy was well into Godsmack. He was well into the idea that the prince had become an emo. Then all of a sudden, they rebooted it with um, with cel-shaded graphics and a different interpretation of the prince. And Jonesy was hashtag not my prince. And that was it. I, do you know what? At the time, I, w- I would definitely would have. It, was, it wasn't the um, look, though, for me, because I like the look. It was the, uh, the controls. It was a completely different um, style of game. It was... Um, it went. I, t- I can't even think how to describe it. So it went from obviously the standard over-the-shoulder third-person action game, uh, action platformer-style game, and then it went to this kind of odd. Um, they didn't have any enemies. They just had bosses, but the boss fights were these strange, like time event kind of button press things. They weren't like Prince of Persia-style fighting at all, which I hated. I really hated. I couldn't. I could not even handle how crap yeah. that was. Well, okay, but what about the other potential here, which is that it may be a straight-up remake of the original Sands of Time? If it's the if it's the Sands of Time, fine, happy day. If it's the Sands of Time trilogy, then they are ringing my bell. So <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm I'm going to say I hope for Jonesy's sake, just because I really want Jonesy to take a take a W here. That it is a remake, a full-on remake of the Sands of Time trilogy, Two Thrones and Warrior Within, and all you know. And it's exactly what Jonesy wanted. That's what I'm keeping oh, yeah. my fingers crossed for. Thank you, mate. Thank you. If I had to pick one, I'd go Warrior Within as well. If it was going to be any three of them. Yeah, there I would too. That, that was the second one, right? Yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. Started started off on that on that boat that was fucking going crazy. I love that shit. Was he an emo yet in that one? No, that was where he became yeah. the emo. Yeah. yeah. Was he Was he wearing makeup yet? <laughs> no, I don't think so. No. He wasn't wearing eyeliner yet. No, but he had the, he had the the fringe. <laughs> the fringe. Uh, <laughs> Warrior was where he had the. There were two versions of him. It was like that. It was like we see in other games where you had the. Um, he could go like to like dark mode prints. Yeah, where he'd yeah, been, yeah. Right. He'd been touched by destiny or time. Didn't you have that like whip thing or whatever it was? Exactly. Yeah. So, but also the levels changed, and I think it wasn't that the one where you could travel to the different times and you could kind of go or, or different. Like it had been the city was destroyed in some weird way, and you were like the weird time prints where everything was dark. I might be getting the games confused, actually. It might be the third one, but... Yeah, wasn't the second one, like, the, the Sands of Time Destiny Force or whatever was hunting you down or some shit like that? Yeah, exactly. That was it. Yeah, yeah. But I can't remember if it was the third one, the second one, where they sort of played around with that concept more. I'm not sure. Yeah. Mm. Let's, oh, they, need to yeah. make, they need to remake it so we can all have a play and remember. I think it's cool, yeah. So a lot of people point out, like, oh, why don't they just make a new Prince of Persia game? And then they forget that Prince of, uh, uh, Assassin's Creed, the original one, was what a Prince of Persia game that they're working on became. Uh, but I definitely think there's, you know, um, Assassin's Creed has kind of evolved so much now that there's space for Prince of Persia. Let's fucking, yeah. let's get it done. But you know what? Let's fucking, you know what I wish actually, Alex Jones, I wish that you could take, you know, we're all talking about like, oh, you know, we want Jonesy to have the W and I do want you to have the W because, you know, giving joy to friends is, is, is a good feeling, but I also want you to feel pain, Jonesy. I want them to release the fucking Prince of Persia as a fucking operative in Rainbow Six Siege and not have his own game and just be fucking super disrespected like that. Come on. Dog yeah, shit. Thanks. Thanks, man. <laughs> I think, do you know what else I think with the, with the whole Prince of Persia thing is we've seen how good God of War was when they remade God of War and relaunched that. 
And obviously yeah. God of War launched with the trilogy at the same sort of time the Prince of Persia did. And for me, those were two trilogies that I really liked, I really enjoyed. Yeah. And, I, and I think God of War has set a standard for this is what a new Prince of Persia game um, you know, could be I, like to some degree. I can, still st- I can still totally see like why that Ubisoft would run the numbers and say, actually, there's an increasing amount of evidence to suggest that the the the, the investment to kind of like potential revenue garnered for through a remake betters anything else we can do. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think like we're seeing Activision have discovered that slowly but surely because Crash worked so well and then Spyro worked so well, and now they're doing it with Tony Hawk's, and it seems like yeah. that's going to work. I think and hey, they're, they're, released, they're releasing a new Crash, so you know it, it might be Ubisoft testing the waters and yeah. saying, hey, let's see what, how well this remake does. Can, and do you know what? If, a, a, a weird rumor I saw the other day. Yeah. Like uh, NHL games are in a bit of a weird sort of sticky spot at the moment. I think they're still making them more or less, but like they're really pretty much on the back burner of all of EA's annualized sports titles. There's a rumor going around that they're going to do NHL 94 Rewind. And like somehow, oh, wow. almost like remake old style sports games for people that have nostalgia for that era of sports games, but wow. also those rosters, which would be again right. considering EA have got some other um, irons in the fire when it comes to remakes and remasters. Some of which we'll know more about before the end of the year. It's yeah, not like, impossible. Like, would you play like a fucking FIFA '94 or whatever? Personally, I wouldn't. But um, I, I know why certain people have it. Especially, it seems to be in the uh, NHL, NFL, and MLB, and even NBA sectors. People yeah. have, have a lot of nostalgia for the way those games used to work. Um, I think most people te- seem to agree that FIFA is something that, whether or not you think it's peaking now, is seems beside the point. People think it improved over time, and but people do still have nostalgia for like. Do you know, it wouldn't be a bad move for Konami to like remake Pro Evolution three or four. You know? Yeah, but at the same point, like if you're remaking it, it would just be like what the modern ones are. So you kind of got to remaster it, but not quite. You got to do what Tony Hawk's is, right? Which is like, look how shiny and good it looks, but also it still controls the exact yeah, same way exactly as those old same. games. Right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, talking about um, uh, games that we used to love and and being remastered, they so this this one fucking kills me, all right? Because they're doing a remaster of Need for Speed, a Need for Speed game, right? And and and. As soon as I hear that, I'm like my heart fucking flutters, and I'm 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 opening my heart up, ready to fucking receive it on my face. And there's instead, only one choice. there's only one choice, isn't there? Well, you'd fucking think so, but no, because they're remastering Hot Pursuit. Uh, do we know Pursuit. which one? Hot Pursuit. What are they uh, thinking? I believe it was just the first one. The, the, I did, do you know what? I didn't even know there were two Hot Pursuit games, if I'm being honest. There was it, it, Hot Pursuit, it, uh, a Hot Pursuit in 1998 and a Hot Pursuit in 2010. It's mental. What's I the believe, point? I believe it's the 2010 one. That they're, what's, they're, what's the fucking point? What they need to do is release Need for Speed Underground 1 and 2 as a bundle. That'll sell like fucking hotcakes. And then they say, you know what? There's something here. Need for Speed Underground 3. That's all they've got to do. It's so fucking simple. Why aren't oh, I running these companies? I've got the master plan, boys. They can keep one and three. They can just do two, and I will be so, I will oh, be so totally. happy. Dude, Need for Speed Underground 2 is so fucking baller. You know what I might do? Fucking hunt down a fucking copy and play it on stream. <laughs> I would like to have Need the, for Speed Underground. I've got the fucking licensed music problem, but yeah, I'd, there you go. I'd, I think you guys should put some respect on Need for Speed Underground 1's name. Or Jones, oh, at I least. do. I do, yeah. It's, we, it's we, fine. We, you, it's need fine, to have, but... you need to have get low in there. <laughs> yeah. To the windows. To the walls. To the walls. Exactly. 
you know, till the sweat drips down. Oh, off. What, what, was the, what was Underground Two? Riders, Riders on the Storm. Riders on the Storm. The Snoop Dogg version. Riders on the Storm. Hey, I wasn't <laughs> trying to disparage any of them. I'm just saying if they if they just had to do one, if they would, had their arms twisted. Yeah, if they had to, do I would. One. I would love to see because uh, because Need for Speed Underground Two was that like open world at nighttime, right? If, effectively, is like the op- the whole city you could drive around. Oh, and was that's, it? I, I seem to recall, yeah. And I, and I seem, well, open world, it was the city. And you could drive around the city and you pick up missions and you go to certain points, almost like how you would do Heat now, or, you know, the, the modern kind of Need for Speed games. But I'm pretty sure that's how it was. And then Need for Speed 1, Underground 1, was more like you just go to races. So Need for Speed right. Underground 2, from what I can tell, had in an explore mode, which did let you go around a larger city known as Bayview. Yeah. Um, so it seems like it was before they'd gone full on open world, like in the way that recent Need for Speed games have. Yeah. But it was when they were exploring that territory. That's yeah. for sure. It's funny, man. Like looking, like roast into glasses and nostalgia for all that stuff. You kind of you take what's happened and what they've kind of explored further from that point, and you kind of fold it into that original idea. Because to me, yeah. it was like it was a fucking open world you drive around. But yeah, maybe. I don't know. All I remember, it. it was it was fucking cool. It was at nighttime. There would rain on the fucking roads, neon lights and shit, and then that fucking pumping soundtrack. Yeah. Maybe they haven't can't remaster it because they can't get the rights again. But it's actually, hey, it's if Tony Hawk's can fucking do it for the most part, then Need for Speed Underground 2 can do uh, it. Actually, Tony Hawk's is a very interesting case study because, and it kind of incorporates some of what you were just saying, Chris, about the rose-tinted glasses and some of the stuff we maybe take for granted that happened after the fact. What Tony Hawk's is doing is they are remaking Pro Skater 1 and 2 in terms of it's the levels from Pro Skater 1 and 2, but they have incorporated (laughs) mechanics that were added after the fact I believe all the way up through three, four, and underground, because a lot of people would have taken them for granted were they not included. And oh, I think yeah. classic example. I think some of the main examples are: um, was it Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three that added reverts, oh, so you could land from a half pipe into a revert into a manual? And the other one that a lot of people remember very fondly is the uh, the sticker slap, where you could jump jump into a wall and then push off the wall. Yeah. Um, that was obviously not in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 or 2, but they've, in the default setting, included it in this remake because people still expect it to be a part of the moveset because sometimes right. we we almost like wrap all those old games up together in one <laughs> and assume that the advancements that were made after the fact exist in the earlier ones when they didn't. Yeah. Um, I, need to, I need to correct myself because I was actually, I've double-checked it and I was wrong. I Need for Speed Underground 1 is the... Uh, is the game that I was thinking that two was. I was getting confused oh, wow. between the two. So, so no, what? I'm all about Need for Speed Underground one. What yeah. about Need for Speed Underground one over two? Is it that you? Uh, so I, t- I can tell you exactly why I liked it so much. Yeah, and it was because when it came out, it, I don't think it was long after um, Fast and Furious one was released. Yeah, and it was, um, and it was the game that I it was the first time that you had like nos in a game that I remember. Yes, yeah, and you yeah. Could, you could nos it, and then you had the uh, motion blur in front of the car, yeah. and it made me be like, "It's like I'm in the the, the, the film." Do, do you remember I, those races where it was like it. straight off, straight off drag races, where it's like literally a straight line, and you've got to go yeah. through the street. Uh, those was, and you had to you had to nail the. Um, uh, the gear shifts, the shifting, because you had yeah. to tune your car as well, so that if you didn't win, if you couldn't win the race, you'd have to go back to the garage, tune your car up so that it was better. And it was, what it was so fun! What hot pursuit, hot what pursuit! Game. What the fuck are they thinking? Yeah, I, I'd, I'd gladly get some animals underground. Animals, 
Come on. <laughs> what a nightmare, eh? Yeah. Hey, uh, Chris, I guess we're just going to have to buy this one to show our support for the Need for Speed franchise and hope for the best in the future, right? That's what being well, consumer is all about. This is this is the problem, right? Because I, I feel like you can kind of get away with it with, like, say, Prince of Persia and um, fucking Spyro and, and Crash Bandicoot. But Need for Speed games are kind of like... They're not as... They're, they're fucking hit and miss for a lot of people for different reasons. Yeah. Right. And, and, oh. and like saying like Hot Pursuit, like, yeah, you know, there's loads of fans that'll be like, oh, fuck yeah, Hot Pursuit, a re- remaster that. But they've remastered the wrong one, fellas. Yeah. I'm reading up on Hot Pursuit now because I, 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 this is a complete blind spot for me as a lot I, of those I, I kind of... I feel like it was the first one with cops, like proper aggressive cops in it, right? So it's not just the one with the proper aggressive cops and police stations. It's the one where you could be either a racer or a police driver with a full oh. career mode for both roles. And you see, um, I, I mean, I, I know I'm in the majority on this one, but Need for Speed worked best for me when there were no cops. Right. This was, also the, this was also the one where this was made by Criterion after yeah. they'd made Burnout Paradise. All right, right, yeah. Um, yeah. But, I was uh, trying to find out which one, because there was one of those ones, it wasn't Hot Pursuit, though. Oh, Most Wanted. I think Most Wanted was one that I actually I thought the, was... The, the like, was 2005 one, or... I think so, yeah. The 2005 is that the one, one, is that, the one that came Carbon. out after Need for Speed Underground 2? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, it's... So. But that was the one where you had you but, were always the one being chased. You couldn't yeah. be a cop. But there was a big hit. thing. There was a big thing about it because obviously Underground One and Two didn't have any cops in it. And then it was like, oh, look who's back! It's the motherfucking police. And I was yeah. like, I don't care anymore. Most Wanted was the one where you're working up the blacklist, and it had the the main right. the, ba- the guy you're chasing was called Razor Callahan. Right, right. <laughs> and I don't know if they'd had it before, but it's where you could hit. Um, it's the first time I'd seen it. Because um, I, I hadn't played many Need for Speed games. I don't think I'd played any actually before um, Need for Speed Underground. But where you could hit uh, things in the world and it would like release logs or it would like knock something oh, over right, in front yeah, of the yeah. police cars. And you could have, you could sort of mess with the scenery to try and block the police. Um, that was I'm, a cool game. I'm, look, I'm looking at the names of Need for Speed games now. It's weird how many <laughs> of them like are names I recognize and I've just got like. At some point, people must have been buying them, but they were a blur. Because yeah. we, we talked about like Hot Pursuit and Hot Pursuit 2 and Underground and Underground 2, but then it goes, Most Wanted, Carbon, Pro Street, Undercover, Shift, Nitro, World, Hot Pursuit, The Run, Most Wanted, Rivals, No Limits, then The Reboot, then Payback and Heat. Like, wow. just gen- I, I the most generic I don't even realise there were that many Need for Speed games. <laughs> but like, fucking like, remembering things like Carbon and Pro yeah, Street Pro and Street, Shift. Yeah. Shift. Like... <laughs> Again, they must have been selling because they were kept doing them every year. But I don't know. I've just ne- I never played any of them. See, I remember Carbon coming because when Carbon came out, I was um, I really wanted a new underground style game, and yeah. I kept checking every year. I would check to see what the Need for Speed game was like to see if it was kind of like what I wanted or whether it was too not quite there. And Carbon was one where I was like, it looks okay, but it's not quite there. Then Pro Street dropped, and I was like, oh, it's tracks again, like Underground, so maybe that'll be good. And I bought, I, I've told you guys this story so many times, I bought Pro Street, got it, played it, took it out after about 10 minutes, put it back in the box, went back to the shop and tried <laughs> to return it. And she said, why are you returning it? And I said, because it's shit. And she said, you can't, you can't return a game for that. And I was like, oh, yeah. well. Was it wasn't undercover the one where they tried to kind of go back to an underground style thing? 
So I'm looking at it now. Carbon was what Jonesy said it was. It was it yeah. Carbon continued the story of Most Wanted with less emphasis on the police and yeah, nighttime right. only racing. Then Pro Street was um, a return to realistic damage and racing, but without free roam. Then God Undercover focused on tuning and police chases uh, with live action cutscenes featuring the actress Maggie Q. Oh my god. Hey Maggie Q, Jesus. Yeah. Then then there was Shift, which oh, wow. was uh I don't even know what was going on there. Then Nitro. But the one that was really bad was the run. That was the one where it had story elements that the character got out of the car and you had like quick time events that happened outside the car. Jamie's so what you need. You need to be able to get out of the vehicle. We were talking about it earlier. You <laughs> yeah, you see how well that it, worked. And it worked and it was a great need game. for speed the run. Jesus I'm, Christ. I'm, you, you guys got you guys got me wanting wanting to play some more Need for Speed Heat now. So I, I'm I'm I need to finish Heat. I haven't finished don't. it yet, but it is enjoy like it's enjoyable insofar as what it is, right? But there was a weird thing for me, and I don't know if you guys get this, but a game like Underground or um, like a, a Gran Turismo or something like that, they always felt to me like the engine was very different from the open world driving games. I guess because they would have to be right. Yeah, and you lose a lot of that racing car feel. Like I haven't played for a long time, but I imagine like more you get in a Forza um, than you do in like a an oh open yeah, world, yeah yeah open city game where you're well, driving. Well yeah, I around. mean Need for Speed Underground as a series that I feel were was skewed a lot more to the arcade side of things, right? But it was but it was I think because it wasn't open world and it was still tracks, even though it was in a gorgeous nighttime sort of city yeah. setting. Whereas some of those games, when you open the world up and you can go wherever you want, I think you lose a decent chunk of that. Unfortunately. But yeah. there we go. Bring we back go. Need for Speed Underground. Oh my God. No, bring I, back- I wonder if I play it now and it's just like absolute trash. I was actually wondering that I might go onto the Steam and see if you can get it. Boys, emulators. Yeah. Like, let's, let's be, let's yeah. be real. I, I, yeah, exactly. I don't think you can actually, because of the uh, music rights trends, I don't actually think it's available to buy anyway. Do, do, you know, do you know what I played through an emulator oh, the other day and regretted it? Yeah. <laughs> what? The first level of Medal of Honor Frontline. Oh, oh. On the beach. <laughs> yeah, on the beach. Turns out that game controlled like shit. Turns out, like, for all the shit people say about Call of Duty, in kind of like unifying the world of first person shooters and making controls the same and better, yeah. uh, did us all a favor. <laughs> Inter- interesting experience going back wow. to that game. Do you know a game that I always blew me away and I thought was brilliant? I don't think it was Medal of Honor. Maybe it was. Um, the game it was more almost like the TV show. Was it Brothers in Arms, where you could you would sort of sit? You mean get Band of area. Brothers? Band of Brothers, thank you. Uh, you no, get he means Brother cover, Bear. And then you could um, have like an almost. Top oh, down you, you are thinking? You could tell yeah. your guys where to go. Are you thinking what, where of, to push? Uh, that was a uh, really good what was game. that thing? It was a gearbox thing. It was a Randy Pitchford thing. That was a well, another World War Two series. It was, it was, it was like, World War Two. Yeah, it was like Band of Brothers, but it wasn't. Um, brothers in arms. Was it brothers? Brothers in arms. Brothers in arms. Oh, is yeah. that why I said it? And it was like one called like Brothers in Arms Hell's Highway that yes, was on yeah. 360 oh, yes. and PS3, and that was the one where you could go into cover and it became third person. Yes, is and that the could, one? You, I think no, it wasn't. It wasn't Hell's Highway. It was Brothers in Arms. But I'm sure there was a, a mechanic where you could, you, uh, even in that one, that you maybe not third person, but you could tell your guys move here, push here, uh, suppressive fire, and then. That was a great game, man. You've just reminded me of that. <laughs> hey, that, that's that's one that I would not. I'm not going to speculate as to what form it will come back in, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see the Brothers in Arms name 
Um, Coming back. At some point in the next year or two. Well, as long say. as it's not like a fucking Medal of Honor in VR, like fucking... I, d- I don't think it will be that. We'll see. We'll see. Who knows? There were I mean, only th- but there were only three three games in the main series. Wow. Interesting. Right, fellas. On that bombshell, we have passed the two-hour mark, so uh, we, we have done our due diligence, and we can now... <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. We, we can now we end this, this podcast. We lent into the two-hour thing so hard that what happened last week is we went under <laughs> two hours, kind of weirdly proud of ourselves, and we had comments being like, kind of wanted it to be two hours. Yeah, someone yeah. said that I they think felt that's the cheated. Yeah, I think we kind of have to do it now. It's this weird thing. Not necessarily every time, but... Yeah, but when are we going to find time to record another fucking After Dark? We're going to have to try and set it up for tomorrow or something. Soon. Maybe. Yeah, we have yeah. to do it soon. My goodness gracious me. Right, well, with that, the only thing left is a code word. So, what you guys thinking? Um, how about, given that we are brothers in arms, how about, and we were just talking about it, how about brothers in arms? Brothers in arms. Brothers in I, anal. Mm, I mean, maybe not. All of you, all of my all of mine get shot down. Last week you guys yeah, were giving I me fucking, grief I wonder over, why. <laughs> all I was trying to do was remind the world that Matthew Broderick is a murderer <laughs> and you guys were shitting all over me. Hey, people commented that a lot, so you didn't yeah. you didn't get shot down. In fact, one of them said uh Matthew Broderick the murderer and Jamie are going deep. So Yes. Hey, I I I'd do that sounds like a reality TV show where me and, and known murderer Matthew Broderick go to uh, mysterious parts of the world. and uh... Did you know that Matthew Broderick asks to be introduced like that wherever he goes? Honestly, if I was like <laughs> known a, a murderer. podcast host, I'd be like, known murderer Matthew Broderick. Star of Ferris Bueller's Day Off and known murderer Matthew Broderick. Imagine at the Oscars, they're inducting him into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> like, like, no John, John, Tra- John Travolta does one of his flubs. He's like, the, 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 the murderer, Matthew, murderer Matthew Broderick. Adele Dazim. Murderer Broderick. Murderer Broderick. Yeah, can you imagine? Murderer Broderick. Adele Dazim. Oh, it's, a, no. it's a duet between Adele Dazim and Murderer Broderick. <laughs> I just realised there was a film I watched that I didn't talk about, that I meant to talk about. All right, you've got one minute. Go for it. I'm timing oh, you. Jeez, uh, I don't even need a minute. It was, I watched <laughs> Tusk by Kevin Smith. All right, where, where uh, Justin Long gets turned into a walrus or some shit. Yes, one of the weirdest films I've ever seen. Good? Bad? Uh, Mid- middling? Mid, but like, I don't even know if I could say one way or the other. It's such an odd thing. And and interestingly, one of the reasons I was going to mention it was because apparently they came up with the whole concept of the film based off the back of a chat of a conversation on a podcast. Uh, because I think they have the, they do the smodcast. Um, Kevin Smith and his mate do it, or All something right. like that. Spodcast, smodcast, something like that. And they came up with a whole film off the back of it and made it into an actual film. And it is weird. Yeah, is this your? They, they they were kind of talking about the craziness of like human centipede. It is human. It's human. Cent- it is just like human centipede, but with walruses. <laughs> is it? Is this your way of saying that we should write some weird, like meta Charlie Kaufman style script with Matthew Broderick playing himself in a fictional universe where As Matthew Broderick is actually a murderer and he's chasing wow. us down? Known murderer. How about it's Matthew Broderick just as a normal person, but everyone keeps re- introducing him as known murderer Matthew Broderick, and then Matthew- he starts losing it. Matthew Broderick, ha- Matthew Broderick has a Jacqueline Hyde-style double personality, oh. and the murderer has to come out, and he has to like uh, hide away the murdering side of him. 
whenever oh, he drives. Oh, there was a fucking great film with Kevin Costner that was about that. It was the, like Mr. Bank, Mr. Brooks. Mr. Brooks, that was a fucking great film. Anyway. What, what and he's a murderer? No, he's, so, he's got like a split personality and, and the uh, one side is a murderer. Yeah. So what we're saying is we're pitching to studios now, Mr. Brooks to Mr. Broderick. Known murderer. Known murderer. Oh, that could be like a Netflix true crime series. Matthew Broderick, known murderer. (laughs) Making a murderer three, Matthew Broderick edition. Known murderer, the Matthew Broderick story. (laughs) Do you know what? I thought it would be for a different reason, but if we ever get sued, it would definitely be because we talked about Matthew Broderick being a murderer so much. Hey, if we're getting sued, then Wikipedia has to as well because we're just stating facts. Matthew Broderick killed people. I've got it. Hold on. If we're going on the on the um, the Tusk slant, all right. Matthew Broderick, known murderer, takes his wife and gives her um, plastic surgery to look like more of a horse. <laughs> more of a horse. Is that a Sarah Jessica Parker reference? Yes. Oh, is that who he's married oh, to? Oh wow. Oh, I don't know if they're married you know, anymore, you know, but yeah, they do, were. Or whatever. Do you know what I was going to? I thought you were going to say there is Matthew, known murderer Matthew Broderick, kidnaps people and gives them plastic surgery to look like the people he killed in the car crash, so he can replace oh, them and integrate oh. them into society. And they say, "Look, I never killed them. They're, they're right there. They're alive." That's good. That's good. That hey, Hollywood's going to come knocking, boys. So you know, that's reminded me of a really. Weird, did you guys ever see the skin I live in uh, with yet. Antonio oh, Banderas? Oh, geez, that's a oh, weird that one. was that weird. Where he was like the plastic surgeon or some shit. Exactly. I've got, wow. I've got it. I've got what I get. What the movie is that follows Tusk more closely. Why didn't right. we just start the podcast with this? We could just have a whole podcast. The, Actually, we need this, to record this, it. Oh, this, this is, is a fucking. This is after this dark. Is, this, this is an this after is, dark. This, this is okay. So if you haven't pledged to our Patreon, this is the quality that you're going to get from After Dark because this is basically what it is. All right, go on, Jonesy. What, what is the idea? Right. It is a uh, Matthew, no murderer, Matthew Broderick stars in a film where he travels around finding women who look like Sarah Jessica Parker and yeah. he turns them into pigs. And the movie okay. is called Sarah Jessica Porker. <laughs> oh, and then, and, but, but he, he's also, he's also working on an in-universe porno where a bestiality porno where he fucks Sarah Jessica Porker and it's called the producers Two. it's porn this time. And he gets the little fat guy from the producers to come, and they spit roast Sarah Jessica Parker. I'm, like I'm sure it. there's even a, there's a scene at the end where they think that they've got Matthew Broderick and Sarah, and they've saved the Porker, and she's only part Porker by this point. And it's like they've saved her, part but then you, you hear you hear snuffling, you hear, and then they open the the doors, and there's a whole barn filled with Sarah Jessica Porkers living like pigs. <laughs> What is going no. on in do you know what it, Do you know what it is? You know, they open the door and it's Jean Reno with loads of lizard skin grafted onto him because he was trying to recreate Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Jean, Jean Reno. You know when people take crocodile and their legs become scales? It's just Jean, <laughs> Jean Reno trying to... Like, why haven't we seen Jean Reno for like 50 years? And it's like, turns out Matthew Broderick's been slowly trying to turn him into Godzilla. Jeez, I love it. And he comes it. out and Jean Reno gets free and he celebrates by making a new Onomusha game. Hell yeah! Nice. Now, now I'm on. Now I'm on board. You lost me there for a bit, but now, now I'm on board. Well, we're on brand. We brought it back to gaming, and, every, and the world is complete again. There you go. Here we go. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, brothers in arms is your code word. <laughs> I, th- I think the code word's got to be uh, Sarah Jessica Porker. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, Sarah Jessica. Because that would mean people. Know, I know people have made it this far, and I'll be happy every time I read yeah. a Sarah Jessica Porker that someone made it. 
prove just, whatever just that through was. through the madness of the fucking known murderer, Matthew Broderick. But I, I, but I think we need to say that, hey, if people want more quality quality podcasting content like this, then I think the After Dark is going to be exciting this week because... Um, I that much or... I, I wish that... Oh, yeah. We need to make sure the I, next I After Dark's a banger because that was yeah. better than what we did. I don't remember what the last one was, but it wasn't as good as that. Uh, I, I've, I've enjoyed all the After Darks. So I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. i just got to bring my A game next time. That's what I'm saying. I'm yeah. hyping myself up, basically. Ah, okay. I like it. I like it. Just uh, sniff all them drugs. And with that, thank you so much for watching if you're watching on YouTube or listening if you're listening on a podcast platform of your choice, one of the fucking 255 that I mentioned at the start of the podcast. Um, if you are watching or listening, I would encourage you to go and try one of the other platforms. So if you're listening on Spotify, go check out YouTube. If you're on YouTube, go check out I've got it. iTunes. Known murderer Matthew Broderick begins hosting a podcast on Pod Beyond. <laughs> Pod Beyond. I'm joking. <laughs> I love it. All right. Uh, yeah. So thank you for that. And we'll see you next time. See ya.